Hello and welcome to Keyframes, a podcast about anime. I'm your host, Ben Halliburton, and with me today is Andy. Hi, hi, hi! Duncan. Hey there. And a su- surprise, John. Actually, not a surprise. We said that he was going to be on the I'm next surprised. episode. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that John. <laughs> surprise! Ah! I'm surprised that, jo- that John didn't just fall asleep instead. Um, <laughs> it, it was a ever, close call. It was a very close you call. You ever watch so many anime, you just have to fall asleep? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and speaking of, uh, it's our beginning of the fall season why do i do this every single time it's, well, it's a running look, joke you're correct with, with it being 2020 fall. ben like, i think you're allowed to because no one has any idea of what space yeah. and time are anymore so time is lo- he has, time he has is a fair point that yeah. keeps keeps things from happening all at once but it's christmas nothing's now, happening right? yeah That's why not I, well i mean in terms of christmas creep yes uh, i saw it I saw like Christmas eggnog stands on display at the grocery I can't, store, I, I, I like can't. at the beginning of September. Mate, I'm I, like, oh boy, I can't wait them. to drink eggnog in this 80 degree weather. I, like, I if you want to sell eggnog, just sell eggnog. Why do you have to brand it Christmas? I, because I people, people people need permission. To... <laughs> I saw people put out the Christmas signs in early December, like watching them do it in, in Morrison's, and I was like, that's too fucking early to be selling mince pies. What's wrong with you, son? It's not even Christmas. Early December? Do you mean early, early well, September? Yes. Well, <laughs> it, it wasn't even that long ago when Christmas started. Like it was still too early, but it was like the day after Thanksgiving. Christmas. Yeah, it was just the day after. The, which, which is sure, whatever. That's yeah. Black England, Friday. it was like yeah. the day after Halloween. Yeah, and sure. then like just it keeps going back, and now it's in September. I had no idea it was in September because I don't go outside anymore. Because you know, <laughs> yeah. Who needs outside anymore? I mean, outside, outside is outside is full of virus. Yes. Anyway, yeah, we can all agree yeah. Christmas is a thing that is happening. Simply having a wonderful pandemic time. Uh, so, uh, so what anime uh, is that well, a segue to? Yeah. Is the question. <laughs> Tell um, us, can I get that into anything? I mean, um, we did have now, one. I mean, since blown. we're all trapped inside, uh, just chugging our eggnog. <laughs> Non stop makes us sleepy uh, and it's, it's kind of demonic outside, John. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. the best. This, that's this the best so one, I think. Anyway, sleepy princess. This is, this is our. This is not our best work. Uh, well, listen. No, sure. It's no, go funny ahead. when you fail sometimes. Sleepy princess in the demon castle is about a princess who got kidnapped by the demon king, and uh, she is sleepy. She wants to take a good nap. She can't for a variety of reasons. Her bed is too hard. Her pillow isn't fluffy enough. She's too cold. She wants to take a sweet. Uh, she wants to take a hot bath. Uh, there's loud noises. What are some other ones? Oh, there's a bunch of other ones. Temperature. It's it's sort of gold Goldilocks crossed with Sleeping yeah, Beauty. I was gonna say, is there <laughs> pee under the bed at one point? Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if the, if there's like. Like something like that at what some point, but the the the, the little twist and the 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 font work of which all its comedy springs is, it, it it's kind of they're trapped in there with her rather than her being trapped trapped in there. <laughs> there. Yeah, so ostensibly uh, she's just a prisoner, but she's also like obsessed with taking or having like the perfect sleep, and she breaks out of her cell and she goes and takes items from all over the castle. She'll like. She'll, she'll take a hose and hook it up to the hot to like the communal bath and bring it up to her room. They don't stop her because they're all like, "Well, we don't <laughs> want to hurt the princess. We're just we're just keeping her hostage." And then she like sometimes she just outright kills monsters to take the materials. Like she needed a she needed a like a big bathtub, so she killed a turtle, took its bathtub, took its shell, and made a bathtub out of it. So, 
She just does these things. She has a giant um, pair yeah. of scissors she took at one point, and that's what she uses to do most of these uh, murders. So I remember when y'all were talking about this that you were worried that it might become repetitive. It doesn't sound like that God, has, no, it that is has been the fucking, case. I laugh so much. It, it has very much has a formula, but I it's doing that formula excellently repeatedly, and so, so I, I who knows what I'll feel like by the end of the se- full season. But still, I think it's four or five episodes in now. It's still yeah, it's still it's funny. Just, uh, what I actually like, I think uh, what carries it a lot is the is her voice performance. Uh, yeah, it's really good. She, she got this really like tired sound like just about ready to go to sleep and yeah like, it's really deadpan approach to everything she never really gets excited until she's right about to fall asleep and she's like i'm so comfortable and then she's and then she sleeps immediately so her actress is inori minase yep yep uh and who's, the who is good at her job <laughs> yeah and the i i think my my favorite of the vas is the uh narrator who we've established previously is the uh is you and uh, uh ben's favorite uh reanimated uh, uh corpse girl from uh, monogatari <laughs> yeah i mean john you'll recognize inori minase because she's hestia on how to and is it wrong to pick up girls in the dungeon so it could not sound more different <laughs> she has range i guess <laughs> yeah they, i never would have guessed that I mean, she's she's also Rem, and it's probably that's the closest. There's there's a whispery quality to both the voices. I think, like that, like Rem's got it in her voice, like a very sort of of wistful little sound to it, and the the sleepy princess does as well. And yeah, I suppose so. Uh, is it so? Is it? <laughs> Is it based on a four coma? Do you know? I think I feel like it has. It feels to be. like it. Yeah. Because yeah, every every episode is like three different. It's based. It's based on a manga. At least I don't know the I don't know the form of the manga. So as you say, it's got it goes through a lot of of quick jokes in in an episode. You basically you have like three or two or three quests each episode. And each quest is some way. And she they do wants call it make, quests. <laughs> yeah, it's some way she <laughs> wants to make her sleeping experience more comfy. Whether it's it's okay, I want the perfect cushion. So how can I do that? Right, I need something really fluffy. Well, there's teddy bear demons. Okay, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which the which by the way, she okay. So she like gets all these teddy bear demons. She's like, oh, they're so fluffy, and then she harvests them. But then she also has like these pet teddy bear demons that she always like. She pets. She she like you know grooms and makes them feel real good in exchange for them giving her the keys to escape a cell. Yeah. So not no, only no, is she like slaughtering them, she's also no, training no, no, the, them. The, the teddy bear demons are the ones who are, are the only ones she decides are too cute to slaughter. Like it, I thought, the, no, the, I thought she. No, no, no some. the te- teddy survive. <laughs> no one else does, John. No one else. Everyone else gets. It's like the poor ghost demons who pop up every couple of episodes, and she goes, "Ooh, that that ghost that that's like that looks like a really silky sheet." And it's like, "Okay, oh, giant <laughs> Mister Scissorhands person. Okay, come here." Tears off the scissor hand and uses it to cut a ghost a ghost into a pillow. It, it's it's <laughs> absurd. It's great. It's absurd. I it's, like it's it a lot. It's the crafting mm mmo we've always wanted. Jesus. So what should we, should, should we move straight? Should we st- move straight from that to um, uh, Dan Machi, John? Uh, sure, why not? Since you brought it up, or Ben brought mm-hmm. it up, I guess. Um, I don't have a lot to say. I like Dan Machi. Uh, second season kind of was a lot of not Bullshit. great shit. 
not yeah. great shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but this season is a lot better immediately. We dive into this uh, whole thing where they've found intelligent monsters. Basically, some monsters are awakening in the dungeon and just have like human intelligence. Uh, they're sentient and all that shit. Uh, so they're trying to survive down there. They're not even, they're not bad. They just want to survive and stay away from the adventurers who are killing all of, you know, the bad monsters. They don't even mm. care about the bad monsters. They know they're bad. They kill them all the time. They just want to be left alone and survive. Except some of them want to go up to the surface because why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to leave the dungeon? Yeah. But anyway, uh, so there's assholes who are trying to like capture them and sell them on the black market. And then Bell and his family or Hestia or family, whatever are trying to uh, help out, especially bell. Cause he's like, you know, he's, a, he's the perfect, yeah, little, Bell's bell. perfect little soft boy who loves everyone. Wants everyone <laughs> to be happy. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, I like it. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. Damachi, it's, it's Damachi, except it's not as bad as season two. It's as good as season one, yeah. better than season one, maybe. It's, it's Damachi very much going into slime territory. It, it's the, the same, uh, like quirky village of, um, of different tropes dressed up as monsters. Yeah. Except um, he doesn't win immediately after a problem shows up. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I thought Bell had the fucking Deus Ex Machina, like hero's blade that just uses whenever he fucking feels like it. Uh, he does not use it whenever he fucking feels like it. He does have that thing. It only really happens like it's rare, like maybe once or twice a season, honestly. Because that was my problem with the first season. It was just like, oh, you've just got the winning thing now that you just use whenever you're in a bit of a pinch. Like it feels like for me, I, I was really put off by the whole of Dan Machi as soon as he got that stupid fucking thing. Not the I boot think, rope, um, though. You were I into think... the boot rope. I think the, the, not the boob rope, Andy. <laughs> the boob rope. That's oh that's well, it. the boob rope was like episode one, and I kind of got to grips with the boob rope <laughs> since episode twelve. But then episode, I think ten or nine or eleven introduced the Deus Ex Machina fucking sword attack, where it's just like, oh, it turns out, mate, you're so fucking good that you've got a you just got an attack that whenever you feel like it, it just wins the thing. Like you've got a problem that. that just wins. Listen, the fucking there are reasons thing. It for it. No, it's Fuck not. It is that. <laughs> if that were true, he would never not use it. I, there are plenty of times when he can't. Listen, but he can't. I don't care. Just, I don't care. Just, Listen, just, I don't, just, nope, I don't whenever care it's, Whenever it suits I don't care him, it's, oh, he gets to use it. I don't whenever care it suits the narration, it just reduces, maybe, but not It just reduces all conflict. Like with him, I just means to the point I don't give a fuck. So I, was like, I don't care anymore. You're going to win. You're just going to win. <laughs> Listen, there are there are reasons for it, and yes, it is Deus Ex Machina, but also it's not. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Damashi's <laughs> cool. You can watch it, or you cannot. If apparently, if you're angry uh, about you could have blades. yeah, you could have an opinion on this opinion on the stupid fight that that just broke out. I, and John desperately tried to tap out of. I I will watch I will watch season two. I guess when I can feel like season, well, apparently it's apparently it's bad. Yeah, though, season two so. is well, like half of it is about three. a bunch of uh, Amazons in a in a. Uh, a bunch of prostitutes like chasing Bell around trying to rape him, basically. So that's, say, a, that's cool. Was an Overlord 3 set in the desert that had like weird lizard sex and shit. That was fun, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was consensual. Yeah, it was consensual. It's <laughs> a fair point. It's a very fair point. Also, it was, it also, was hot. Let's, let's be also real. fucking hot, yeah. yeah. <sighs> Alright, that's enough Stop of Don Machi and apparently <laughs> Overlord. Interesting where you're going to go from here. Uh, so say I'm a lot. Out. Huh? Uh... I'm going to go to Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, since we're talking about, like, you know, f fantasy stuff. Uh, so how much yeah. fucking is there in Dragon Quest? Zero. 
Zero okay. fucking in Dragon Quest. Well, from, I mean, presumably there's some fucking off screen because like the yeah. human race hasn't died out. But okay, well, listen, you can go in the corner with Andy. <laughs> How much uh, puff? How much puff puffs are there in the zero Dragon puff puffs so far? Zero puff puffs. Well, but there is the it. puff spell, which the former hero uses to turn into a dragon in order to train the new hero. But never mind that. Beautiful. Beautiful. If you've ever played a Dragon Quest or any other like generic JRPG, you know what this story is, and that's great. Yeah. It's that, yeah. but it's just kind of like it's animated well, it's competent, and I just enjoy watching it. I don't have to grind battles right now. I, mean, I, can, just, <laughs> I can enjoy a Dragon Quest story without having to play Dragon Quest, which I um, like playing Dragon Quest, but sometimes, yeah. you know, sometimes. When, when you're on the last, like, boss battle or the last fucking, like, section. You're like, like oh, okay, I, I can't beat him. I have to go grind and, uh, no. Grind, like, 10, 20 levels. And I'm like, fuck that noise. Yeah, Get me out of this hell. And I just go is watch it, the end of on YouTube. You know the production. <laughs> you know the product. If the production is sort of similar to the Dragon Quest anime uh, video game series, or is it? Uh, I don't know, but the animation is. I mean, the art style is spot on. So much so that, like, even though I'm sure Toriyama is not involved at all with designing these characters, which, if I'm wrong, then I guess prove me wrong. I can see the Dragon Ball connections, yeah. like sometimes when when the when characters are screaming like they got this like tall open mouth that happens a lot in a uh, dragon ball yeah, yeah. uh it's it's kind of interesting except it looks a million times better than dragon ball does now because i mean I, sucked, so. I i imagine the character designs are going to be classic toriyama stuff apart from yeah i mean yeah like, dragon quest has a fucking slime yeah dragon quest has that and it's never going to change that it's more it's more seeing it in anime format that makes it stand out to me yeah um, i mean did you watch the movie I did not. Um, I sort of half-watched it when I... And by half-watched I mean I was extremely high in Colorado and could not focus on it, and I was dying, <laughs> dying on the couch. Um, probably probably for the best. It's not a good movie. I've heard it's awful, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I may watch it. it someday, but I'm not really interested. Um, give, give yourself flashbacks. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically Dragon Quest IV, I think. Anyway, moving on. That's yeah, we talked about quest. this on a previous episode. Yeah, I've, I've talked <laughs> yeah. about it. Um, um, no, guess... Toriyama's not in the stuff on uh, Miami. Yeah, that doesn't surprise it's me. I, I doubt Koji he touches Dragon Inada. Quest ever anymore. Yeah, yeah, I don't think he really bothers. He probably does with the main series. Um, yeah, I like it a lot. So, like I said, if you're into the idea of watching a Dragon Quest story competently done, you can watch this and it'll be fun. Um, moving on. Uh, I'm going to go to the, the last fantasy anime I'm watching, and that's called King's Raid, Successors of the Will. Don't watch this one. It's garbage. Uh, it's it's the most generic <laughs> bullshit. Yeah, you sort of rushed it there. King's Raid, Successors of the Will. Oof. It's, yeah, it's a bad title. It's a bad anime. It's, uh, it's this, the main character is so annoying. He, he, his whole motivation is that he wants to protect people of course and so he's always saying i need more power so that i can protect everyone and he just kind of says that 30 times every episode and you want to kill him so that he can't protect also, anyone also that sounds that, that sounds like a, a bad guy thing to say <laughs> like it's a slippery slope of like i need more power so i can protect the ones i love but then it'll corrupt them or something well there um, is an instance of that where he like somebody dies in front of him and he failed to protect him and he just kind of goes crazy with anger and it's on the corpse of the monster uh. for a bit so i'm sure they'll touch <laughs> on that they do acknowledge that and and interesting so that's i'll give it credit there they they 
acknowledge that and talk about it. And he says, this is a problem I'm having. I need to figure it out. So, hey, maybe it's not all bad. I don't know. I've talked myself around. It's okay. It's okay. Well, why? <laughs> if, if you thought it was bad, why were you watching it? And no self-effacing jokes are allowed. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, have you met me? Is that self-effacing? Uh, um, that's self-effacing. Yes, because that uh, it's light and easy. I don't know. Okay. Like, well, and you nothing... like you like fantasy stuff too, generally. I do like fan- I like I'll, I'll watch a lot of under under par, yeah, whatever. Uh fantasy anime subpar. just because subpar, thank you. <laughs> the uh, three strokes under par fantasy. <laughs> but if that's yes. your thing, like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with just being like, This is my comfort food. Oh, anime, I'm not and I'm, I'm not uh I'm not apologizing. I mean John's watched every isekai, so yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking of <laughs> Uh, I guess this is still fantasy too. I forgot. So yeah, I'm watching an isekai. It's well, called all isekai are fantasy. It's called yeah, <laughs> most part yeah. That's, it's almost universally true. Uh, this one is called I'm standing on a million lives. And so this there's a kid, there's a guy, there's a girl, there's another girl, there's another girl. They all get sucked in this world by this entity called the game master who's missing half of a head. And when he talks, he cuts off like the last couple syllables. So. He's a weird dude, but he he he's weird. I don't know. But he throws him he throws him in this world, and he says, "You're heroes now. You have to do these quests." And so they have to do these quests. I don't. I forget if there's like a punishment for not doing it. They might just die. I, <laughs> I don't. It's I don't an remember. isekai. It is an isekai. Dude, like die. no opting out, motherfucker. Uh, so funny. Uh, now that now that I mention it, and you say that, uh, they can die in this world. And then they'll just revive after, I think, 10 minutes or 20 minutes or something like that. Or mm-hmm. Maybe it was like mm-hmm. 20 seconds. I think it was seconds. Um, and that's, but they can do that infinitely. So the main character, of course, uses that to train for a while. Uh, he's like out there killing goblins. And if he dies, he's like, well, okay, back up to kill more goblins. Because Jesus, he, he's a crazy person. Um, but <laughs> if, if they all go down at the same time, then they die. So that's um, fun. Has, so that, has that been threatened yet? Or is uh, it just something that's been brought up? It's been brought up. Uh, I wouldn't say it's been threatened. Like they, he did run away at one point because they were captured, and like he didn't. He knew that they were down, and if he died too, bad things would happen. So he just booked it. Um, <laughs> but he's oh, also, here, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Surely, in that scenario, you just get one guy be like, you know, you just take the day off, mate. Just stay at home. We'll go off and do the. You'd thing think, then... yeah, you'd think, but like they just have one person <laughs> stay safe the whole time, so the yeah. other. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, no. good. Okay, so every every Thursday, you just you just don't go adventuring, <laughs> the adventuring party. Just don't go down the dungeon. But Everyone, the everyone's got to turn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so the main character is kind of like this. He hates Tokyo. Anime protagonist. Uh, yeah, he's an anime <laughs> protagonist. He hates Tokyo, and when he's in this world, he's like, "This is the only time I felt excited my entire life. I want to stay here." But then he has these these party members. His, his I guess they're friends now. He I, he probably say they're friends. I don't know. He's he's got that added like antisocial attitude to him that he doesn't know how to deal with people, but he doesn't want to be away from them. He just you know he he's awkward and. Just bad, complains in, a lot. He's a hickey body, basic. A hickey body, yeah. basically. No, he's not even that. He's he uh he like he goes to school. He's just like dead oh, inside. Right. You know, one of those characters. Um, he, he's an anime protagonist. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like we he, said, has the thought ever crossed his mind just to move out of Tokyo? Just saying. Apparently not. Apparently. <laughs> Andy, and it's 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 the island nation rule. The UK is only London. Japan is only <laughs> Tokyo. 
Sorry. Uh, this anyway, possibly uh, a good segue though, if we want to do it. Yes, that'd be a good segue. In a second, I mean, I'll, just, I'll I'll just finish this thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll stick a pin in this. Don't worry, listeners. We're gonna come back with a, a really good segue. That's just really gonna... good. Oh, it's gonna be boiling. Yeah, up. no, it'll be it'll be brilliant. It'll be great. Okay. Um, well, now what was I saying? He's a, he's an awkward dude, people. right? So yeah. like he's an awkward dude, but he's not like a bad person. Sort of like he wants to help them. He wants to <laughs> let them live what the way they want. He doesn't want them to be hurt. But he also, like, is very goal-driven. So, like, if they get in trouble, like I said, he books it. Uh, and then he's like, well, maybe I can finish the rest of this quest on my own, and then we can all go home. <laughs> like, Because the second they finish the quest, like, the Game Master will send them back out into real life. And he treats these things very logically. Like, if he doesn't get a benefit from doing little side quests for, or whatever, like, he'll try to avoid doing it. And then they always talk him into doing it because, you know, he's they're, they're good people. Uh, and it's an anime and it's an anime um <laughs> i don't know if they're going to do anything like good with this but i think it's interesting anyway because they are like he's very explicitly like that and in the op at the very end it shows him literally standing on like a giant pile of bodies and he's got like this sinister grin on his face uh, like is he going to turn into the villain i don't know it really kind of presents it that way in the op but in the show he seems like he's just a nice guy who's awkward and doesn't know how to prioritize helping over, you know, whatever. Like he's not he's not a bad guy, but he is bad at being a good guy. Yes. Anyway, I mean, it it sounds interesting that uh, it's you you're suggesting that maybe it will turn towards them all wanting to leave and him being determined to stay and yeah, seeing where that, that goes. That absolutely I mean, seems that's like a, that's the direction. That that's a that's interesting for an isekai to do. I. I would like to see here that they pulled it off, I guess would be my response. Mm. I would like to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll um, find out. Anyway, meanwhile, go back to what you said about London, because I'm going to talk about... Oh, yeah. Island nations only have one city. Moriarty the Patriot. So, you know, like <laughs> Sherlock Holmes, right? Yeah. You know how he has uh, like... No, he... Uh... Sure. I know... Uh... No, I can't even think of a joke. Wait, Damn yeah, where are you going with this? <laughs> I saw... Sherlock Bones is the dog, right? That's a really good detective. I know yeah. Sherlock. Sherlock. I know Sherlock Bones. You know Sherlock Holmes, right? You know how he has like he has like a, a nemesis in James Moriarty, like he's... in two of the stories. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> in two of the stories, but you know he's in every. Movie he's a big or whatever. Deal, yeah. He's everything and everywhere like else. Star Trek, I think. Oh, Benny <laughs> Cucumber Patch. You're talking about him. Mm. Or the other one, the Will Ferrell guy. Is that the same guy? James Moriarty? You don't? Do you really not know who James Moriarty is? No, no. This bit's we're we're just fucking up this bit really badly. Okay, listen, uh, I can't. Keep, keep talking, John. <laughs> anyway, he's like a bad guy or whatever. But what if what if he was like an anti-capitalist patriot? What if that instead, huh? Because uh, he I is mean, in this show. I'd say you've got the meaning of the word patriot fucked up, but oh, I know, I know. I didn't say that word. The title said that word because it's, it's called Moriarty the Patriot. <laughs> uh, and it is literally what I just said. He's like anti-high society. He wants people in low society to rise up. You know, like mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He, he goes to an orphanage and he's like teaching kids to eat the rich. <laughs> if if they do anything bad, just just take from them because they don't deserve it. It's really odd. But he's also that- like... So like Oliver Twist meets Sherlock Holmes. 
Uh, you know what? I've never. I don't think I've ever finished Oliver so, Twist. Okay. <laughs> two, two two questions, John. Firstly, is it um just typical? What's the setting? Is it Victorian London or is yeah, it Victorian a modern? London. Okay, so it's it's actually you, you, just a new lens to the the Sherlock Holmes mythology, yeah. basically focusing on him and framing him as sort of sort of anti-hero hero mi- of sorts. Slightly an slightly anarchists, slightly proto-socialists. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, he's still a criminal <laughs> and he like helps people plan murders to get revenge for on rich people for slighting them, you know. So has there been like any indication of why he hates rich people or is it it just, just yes like um when he was a kid, he was adopted into a rich family, like he was a bastard, you know, um, bastard son. Uh, but the Lord brought him in, and then everybody just treated him like shit the whole time, and were like, you don't deserve anything that you're getting here. What the fuck's wrong? Even the butler was like, get away from me. I don't like you. And beat him or whatever. Uh, so he just grew to detest that, because he would also go outside and, like, he would talk to people in the streets, uh, you know, get to know them and help them out. And then... He would get in trouble for that because you're not supposed to associate with the lowlifes. Um, so he kind of, that's where he got that attitude from. Um, and then he grows up and now he's just orchestrating these crimes in order to punish the rich because he's not an evil guy. He just uses evil methods to accomplish good or whatever. It's interesting because it's definitely not how I've ever seen Moriarty. <laughs> I don't think it's ever how yeah. they presented him as far as I know. Uh, so it's odd, and I kind of like it. I'm watching it, and I'll keep watching it. The, the was I, I'm not sure if you this was this just non anime link for you to follow up on, maybe John. But have you ever um, read the original League of Extraordinary Gentlemen uh, nope. comics? That, I that's not. a that's quite got an interesting take on Moriarty. Um, so he, it's a because of the 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 sort of impact Sherlock Holmes has acquired in recent years Moriarty in turn has has grown in uh repute and so I think I think he's he's definitely had more takes on him and to for him to be framed as like a, a champion of the underdog does make sense because Sherlock Holmes has always been very much framed as like this um educated yeah. bit sort of air quotes oops, oops, oops detective who's very eloquent and very yeah and he yeah and he does not he's not like a benevolent detective he helps because he's interested not because he wants to help people ostensibly um yeah i mean that's that's kind of has i guess the my last question last question would be has Holmes at all appeared within in the show yet and if so is he treated as well-meaning but um stupid or is he i can't i don't think he has he might have shown up in the first episode briefly but he's definitely not a character at least not yet he well he's well he's cast according to the credits so i mean it will be showing it would be insane if he didn't show up obviously like you can't make a story about james moriarty was never showing sherlock holmes that would be weird because like (laughs) i think uh i can't remember what the the you watched a, a, a modern Japanese take on it last year, which where uh, Mor- yeah, and like the one thing which often happens in modern takes on Sherlock Holmes is they'll introduce Moriarty as a, sort of a friend at first, and then it'll be revealed, oh, actually he's the villain all along, 
this is the yeah. the the guy who's been behind everything. It'd be interesting if like we get a Sherlock reverse on that, like if Sherlock, someone who you've thought is an ally of him, turns out to be Sherlock at some point. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it is. Yeah, it's it's good. I think, um, but it is a really weird idea. <laughs> so. Do you, do you want to know something else about, about London, John? Uh, sure, go for it. Well, historically, 70% of all deaths in London are related to dragons. Yeah, no, that's true. That's very true. And uh, so, Thanks to St. George, that sort of died down a little bit, but still a large majority of them definitely deaths by dragons. <laughs> so that's me making it attempting to bring us to talking about Burn the Witch, which I think <laughs> oh, three of us... Oh, you were talking about an anime? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't say. So, Burn the Witch was a was it three-part OVA um, released to tell a short slice of a spin-off manga from Bleach. Um, Wait, hold on. Is it a spin-off from Bleach? Or yeah, is it just a it, it, story he did... On the side, it it's within the same universe. Well, yeah, that's the that's the spoiler at the end. Is that you you ruined the, the little spoiler of the whole of the thing? But yeah, the well, the big, I didn't pick up on it, it, so who cares? Because only well, that matter. The, the bit at the end, I where mean, it was like the British Soul Society, and then when they coloured the words "burn the witch" to reveal the word "bleach," it's kind of a giveaway. But I guess wait, if you didn't wait. Know, Wait, did it's they do that? Enough, it's not the right letters. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, they did the B, and then on the T, they did the top corner, and then that's the L. Uh, that seems that seems clumsy. I don't think it's that much of a spoiler, <laughs> Andy, because if... What? No. It's beautiful. <laughs> best thing ever done. Well, the, 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 there's a one-line synopsis uh, for the manga on Wikipedia, and it, the, it's the story of Burn the Witch takes place in the Bleach universe, so it's not that big of a not no, that big of a spoiler. It was a, <laughs> a bit of a spoiler. It's an interesting thing, though. I'm enjoying it a lot. But yeah, it's set in London, where there's a witch society, which are there's two sides of London, guys. One's like beautiful normal London, and the other's the underworld London, which looks like Harry Potter London. Although, oh yeah, I've heard of that. They call it Fallen London. Yeah, or... yeah. Now, that would be a good, interesting. Anime. I, yeah, I would love to see that anime. <laughs> they probably wouldn't do it justice, though. No, probably not. Burns your your eyes out of your socket within like because <laughs> of the weird Cthulhu like goings on in the first minute. Yeah, probably I actually not the best. don't know what anime you're chatting about now. It's where it's, uh, it's, it's, a, a, it's a game, it's a game Fallen London, and it's setting. Oh right, 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 right. Anyway, anyway, burn the witch. Yeah, uh, it's good. I oh, yeah. enjoyed. It's great. I loved I it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a bit cringe um, at the beginning. Like it, it's very much sort of style over substance, like a lot of his works are. But it's very enjoyable. There's so much stuff in that where you can tell that he's put a lot of effort into right making really cool looking characters, which literally get a second of airtime and then never are shown throughout <laughs> the whole of the thing. There's a whole council of the. Of the Council senior, of the... senior sort of dragon. No, they they had a name. It was like Council of the Crown or something like that. Yeah. And they all had really fucking cool art designs. One guy was basically a giant tuba. Like <laughs> that was really fucking cool shit. And they're just in it for a second, and then it's like, oh, we'll never see them again. Well, and then what you do get is you do get one of them who's this really cool, like graffiti guy who's kind of like 
He he tries to be really cool, but he's actually kind of a soft, sweet, sweet. Yeah, he casts spells by literally using a paint can in yeah. the air to draw stuff. Yeah, it's so so cheesy, but but it's so good like though. That, that, that's the 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 two lead can, can, characters, Nancy and uh, Noel, are like these early twenties these girls, and when they see him doing that, they're like, "God, he's embarrassing." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, like uh, he, he obviously still thinks he thinks he, he's his. Uh, he, he's they've all got like pet dragons which they use as steeds, and his his dragon's called Rickenbacker, and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah, he's very much that type of person. Yeah. Um, so the story's pretty short, right? It's about a guy who happens to have some sort of like predisposed like thing in his body dragons like dragons him so they just they're attracted to him basically they're just attracted to him yeah and then he, they're asked by two these two girls what are their names nancy and noel or ninny sorry ninny and noel yeah uh and they're to look after him for no real good reason and then shit goes wild uh meanwhile one of them i think noel is also a pop star in the real yeah, world the way around Nancy is a pop star in the real world who has a dual who has a um a co it's a duo so he has and her duo turns out to also been looking after a dragon in the real world that then goes into the underworld to then wreck shit and then they kill it and then that's about it like it's a good like three episodes of fun animation and really good action yeah, it's and... a simple story but it's <coughs> it was a blast to watch from start to finish for me and Agreed. I would totally love to see agree. more which is great because I think I was told that there is going to be like a proper series now. Oh, that'd be nice. I, well, I wasn't expecting that to be, but they've le- they've certainly left it open. Yeah, yeah. So if it doesn't happen, they, I'll be very upset. Apparently, it's just going to happen like when he feels like writing it. <laughs> um, like there was some weird stuff that happened that was like with the whole like they killed this one guy killed a dragon with a suit like a single shot, and it turns out to be the like. The hapless janitor that you didn't really think would be doing anything, right? Well, yeah, that's cool. of, in, fa- in fairness, yeah. he is still the chief of 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 their their department. Just no one pays him any mind. It's it's the it's the classic like oh the he, it's like, the classic ga- underdog like you don't no, expect the, the like, last person you expect. That's not to, even an underdog. It's like it's like a boss who clearly just who kind of distances yeah. himself and, I mean, from the, his yeah. job, and then turns out oh he's actually like. He is good at his job. He just oh, doesn't like the, act uh, like, it. like the the uh, guy in charge of the pat labor team who yeah. seems like lazy and not very useful, but he's actually very yeah. good at his well, job. Or if you want just like the classical fant- fantasy one, it's Gandalf. It's basically this ragged, ragged wizard. Everyone thinks he's a bit worn down, but is actually a badass dragon slayer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, and it, it like you said, it works. It's very funny and. Um, it's, it's enjoyable and I, I don't know they're probably going to burn it now it's just going to be bad <laughs> when the season comes out that's my guess uh, but I did enjoy it a lot yeah three episodes everything. I wouldn't be surprised but also let me have hope okay yeah yeah no for sure I mean <laughs> it's, who knows it's, it's definitely worth worth your time for just I think it's little over an, an hour's running in total between the three episodes and within that you get a quickly told story and some wonderful animation like the the the, the queen dragon which I think they call the Cinderella dragon like yeah they, when when they that sort of scales up to its its big dragon form it's it that was oh it was, it was so good they had it like uh 
nest on top of, of Big Ben and it was there being all, all majestic and they're like, oh, it, it's this, this weird glitter's falling from its wings and, and the legend says when where the glitter lands, a, a shining light will, will, will come and it all this glitter is sort of slowly whiffing down and suddenly huge explosions carpet bomb London. It it turns out like these, <laughs> yeah. these little bits of things are all like nitroglycerine or something and wherever they touch they explode. <laughs> magic explosions. I and thought it, it was on a tower. I don't think it was on Big Ben. It could be. It could just be on a generic tower because that was in the underworld, remember? Um, I thought it was on on Big Ben. Um, is where it ended up roosting. Or, you're forgetting. You're forgetting, Duncan. That Big Ben is actually the bell, and um, and 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 not the tower. What you're talking about is Big Ben's tower or London Tower. <laughs> yeah, just fucking get it right, mate. Are you British or what? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give him an out. I think anybody <laughs> would bail for their nationality these talk, days. Talking Andy, about British, yeah, I, 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 if, if, if I could like just take like a, a, a hammer and just slowly dig a, a huge moat between Wales and England right now, you know what I'd be oh, doing? Oh yeah, no, I, I'll be so, jumping like, on get, your side, get, mate. Like fucking hell, slowly about pushing, it. pushing away and sort of punting off across the Irish Sea. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I, I mean, talking about the British stuff, the references are on point. Like they introduced the BBC. Like I love that. The like the the buses were right. All the British stuff was right, and that made me very very happy. Uh, and uh, yeah, like I really. The other weird thing that annoyed me is when the fucking dragon came and they put everything in lock by this really stupid thing where all the all the road signs, which again were right, like they are like sort of in the in the walls, sort mm, of like yeah. quite innocuous, like. They flipped over to say like, "Oh, don't come here!" Like dragon symbol warning. I mean, everyone went, "Huh? What's going on?" And I'm just like, "Sorry, you live here, don't you? You'd fucking know what happens every time a fucking dragon comes and like tries to wreck shit up. Like, why are you surprised?" I guess the argument <laughs> is that's that's they're not the inhabitants of um, reverse London. They're the front London uh, no, inhabitants. No, no, no. No, that's reverse London. It all Fair happens. Enough. Everything happens in reverse London. Nothing happens in normal London. Boom. <laughs> I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts about this, but I'm going to move on. Hey. Fire Force. <laughs> uh, Fire Force continues to be excellently animated, and uh, yep, that's it. I feel like I, I'd, I'd like at some point like someone to just do a clip show of, of Fire Force because I hear time and time again it's just the animation's incredibly well well done, and like they've just nailed nailed the effects time and time again. Yeah, I, I don't know how, but they do. It just stays good. It's impressive. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay. Moving beyond any, that. <laughs> any other good shonens this season for you, John? Good shonens? Or signins? Or Jujutsu Kaisen, I suppose. Hey, Jujutsu <laughs> Kaisen, yeah. I knew what you were going for. <laughs> you were just anyway. fucking around, weren't you, John? <laughs> yeah. A Jujutsu Kaisen, there, got it, is Nailed a it, story. About a guy who eats a demon finger and then gets a demon powers, or sorry, a cursed finger and gets the cursed powers, and then he needs to eat more of the cursed fingers so that they can eventually destroy it by killing him. Yeah, so that about sums up the premise. Now you go with the rest. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I quite enjoy that that initial premise that we get we're introduced to this character uh, essentially. At the deathbed of his grandfather, and like he is his, and half the first episode is like his 
him like saying goodbye to his his grandfather who's just died and then suddenly finding himself dragged into this like supernatural confrontation mm-hmm. between this high school um paranormal research club who have accidentally got like this incredibly powerful cursed object and summoned a demon with it and that within anime like there's this quite often this this trope of like the the hero with the sort of sacrificial nature to himself Mm -hmm. like who who's always willing to like just take like bakugo in not not bakugo sorry um deku Deku Rakugo. in um, <laughs> My Hero Academia is, is a g- good example. Like how in those, early, it's really similar to that. In like you've got someone with absolutely no powers throwing himself into this struggle between incredibly yeah. powerful um, beings. And the interesting twist on that is that when we he makes this choice to enter that world more fully by uh, swallowing this cursed object to gain its powers he doesn't know fully what he's taking on when he does that and when he when he wakes up in the next episode we sort of get it spelled out to us what that means which is that he's basically took into into him this part of this i'm not sure it's not clear if he's a demon or just a a very very powerful they they refer to everything as curses they don't say the word demon ever i think yes which is odd but yeah unique Ah, whatever I think that's, um, I do think that's important though, because like the they tell him, okay, this this guy who whose finger you swallowed, Ood, these fingers are so powerful we can't destroy them. The only way we can get get rid of them and remove these curses from the world is if they're all t- taken into one person and we kill that one person. And what sold him is you can be that person. You, you've took this in into you now, and this you've got to live with this person in sort of in possibly inhabiting you at any moment for the rest of your life. But you could also do some good with that. You could, by helping us collect these fingers and then allowing us to kill you, could actually rid rid the world of this incredibly dangerous thing. And he's, he's signs up for that very quickly. And I, what's been interesting is, like a couple of times we we're seeing the the series push back against his willingness to to sign up from that first of all he he sort of gets took to the the school where these uh jujitsu so- sorcerers are trained and the first thing he's tested on is not his strength or anything like that it's like why is he willing to take this on and does he really understand what what he signed up for and it's made clear at the end of that test that they 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 still understand that he doesn't, but they're they're willing to give him the chance to learn. And by I think it's this most recent episode, he's left fighting a, a curse which is way too powerful for him, and is going to kill him. And like he starts talking about the fact that he does not want to die, that he's terrified, and he he just wants to live now. And yet, we know all along he's this this role he took on is to die, and like the fact that we're, we're sort of have this person who's took on this sacrificial role and is talking about how scared he is and how um, 
he wants to live and not have regrets is really interesting because I think the the reason they keep using the term curse is because the, the mythology they establish is these curse comes from people's regrets and that part of what his journey seems to be is can this person actually reach a state where he do, he doesn't have any regrets where he's lived a, a, a good life and done what he feels he the best he can to protect those he cares about and and die without regret and like that's that's an interesting art to be following rather than just can he get strong yeah um yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always and, nice to see a protagonist in a shonen uh anime or story that is not just gung ho for saving people and that's it he is still a bit of that, but it's it's nice that it's it's tinged with a a bit of fragility yeah, is, you didn't expect. I, I think he he is, but I think that that's like half of him, and the other half is I don't want to die. I want to be. I want to live. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And and whereas normally the ratio is probably like ninety ten. Yeah, and and the the other the other third is um, the uh, the curse himself, uh, Sukuna, who's. Got a really good voice. Voice. I love his voice. Yeah, it's, it's just oh, it's just like oozing charisma and menace at the same time. It's re- it's really good. It's like you, it's the sort of voice you could feel could persuade someone to 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 do stuff they know is bad for them. And <laughs> it's it, it's just like like this wonderfully mesmerizing voice performance. And I I quite enjoy the the other two students, um, Megumi, which is the the boy, which is which I I like that he rails against. He has a little rant about being called given a, a girl's name by his dad, who who abandoned him and his mum, and uh, and like the girl <laughs> who I think I, I Nora's not the name, but no, Nobara, um, sure. who's who is just like a, a, a proper tom girl and just. I, I enjoy how unrepentantly proud of her fi- fighting she is. Like, she's just like, I'm, it's, it's very, very sort of, um, it's like, uh, it's like Asuka without the dare. Mm. <laughs> it's just pure pride in her, her fighting ability. And, uh, she got a, she got a cool design and attitude that really, makes me like watching her on screen yeah uh, and I, I enjoy that the, the fact that it's established both that itadori and her are both country kids and, and yeah that the, they're the, both the, really excited to be in tokyo yeah yeah they're told okay and the school the ninja school where you're going to be taught in in tokyo and the bit they hear isn't ninja school it's tokyo <laughs> and they're like yes get to go to tokyo let's go let's go eat out and they like have and they're having like conversations about where they should go and have their first meal in tokyo and like should should we go to eat sushi or should we get a conveyor belt sushi because that's something we don't get in small towns it's only only in in tokyo can you indulge in luxury conveyor belt sushi and like they just it's it's enjoyable just to see e young people care about young people things and not just be completely immersed in like oh i'm a demon fighter now that's all i am it's it's like no you're a country person you've just landed in the big city what you want is to see the sights and yeah it was good um i guess the last thing to say is the animations really really nice and kinetic it's 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 a bit scratchily drawn it's not necessarily the prettiest but it's got 
a wonderful sense of weight and impact to it, which is is very high high praise. Ease when you you talk about action action enemy. Do you enjoy the the curse design, John? Because I I I'm not not sure if some of them are a bit bit generic. What do you mean? Like I feel like in the first the first episode anyway the the. The curse in that one was like this amorphous blob of hands and eyes, and mm-hmm. that feels like a, like a very typical way of doing spirits. Though so they they yeah. do seem to be going to a little bit more inventive and more tr- more more sort of rooted in folklore ones with some of the more recent ones. But the big one he was fighting inside the uh, whatever they call the ghost zone. Yeah, the like pocket uh, dimension. The pocket dimension. Yeah, uh, curse house they had a name that was specific yeah. i think something anyway, domain the 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 thing in that had i wish that i have this connection in my mind to between that and something else that i've seen it was a, and, bit, a bit jojo-y to me it was almost uh, almost a maybe, bit like dio it was a bit maybe, like dio or one of the, the the vampire men but he just had like this face that to me was not very typical like japanese demon stuff right like it, it was yeah, it was it like was, this grinning face on a muscled body, and then it's like a the face was weird. I I wish I could know. I wish I knew what this thing, other thing I'm thinking of was. But anyway, I liked that design. Okay. That's that's all my point was. I like that. <laughs> I agree that the blob <laughs> the blob was kind of you know it's a blob. It's kind of boring. It is what it is. Anyway, uh, yeah. So some things are good about that show, and it's more good than bad. Boom. What show is that? Sorry. Jujutsu Kaisen. Were you trying to make me mess up again? No, I was trying to remind our viewers as to the show that you were talking about. That is fair. All right. Uh, what's next? Okay, so after Jujutsu Kaisen, I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, God. I can't believe I watched so much this season. The Day I Became a God is... <clears throat> starts out this this uh, normal high school or elementary or like junior high. I, I never know the difference. Until they explicitly say it in an anime, it's either junior high or it's high, and it could—they are the same amorphous blob of curse energy. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> got this this kid. Uh, He's—I think he's hanging out with his friend. I don't remember. Yeah, they were playing tennis. No, they're playing basketball. I don't know why I thought it was tennis. They're playing basketball. Uh, this little girl walks up and claims to be Odin. <clears throat> she's like this long long pink hair really like she's like i don't know probably like 10 years old or something she looks 10 years old uh long pink hair she's got this weird outfit that sort of looks like a nun but like not but like a, a fantasy nun you know like they have those sisters and whatnot in in fantasy shows they like have the hat that like in the robe and... yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut up anyway uh so claims to be odin he's like okay that's cute and then she starts like predicting things and telling him about things and guess and not guessing knowing things about him and then she kind of proves that she does have some sort of power but he doesn't buy that she is a god he's still and he calls her by her name hina uh which he, she does not like because everyone that she is meeting now has a god's name apparently <laughs> like sky god or or wind god or sun god in but like in japanese i think the kanji might make it happen make contribute to that too um but anyway, she's a very uh, spoiled brat, but the world's going to end in 30 days. So she wants to help this guy. I don't know why, but she's decided to help <laughs> this guy achieve all of his dreams within the 30 days. Um, that includes like trying to woo a girl that he's always liked. 
trying to meet a, a inter, like a, I don't remember what her, what her position was, an interviewer, like someone on TV, she's super hot and he was super crushing on her in, the, in that kind of way. Uh, mm. And then he does. And, oh God, this latest episode is that one. And in order to meet her, uh, first she plays Mahjong online really, really well under his name until she wins. And then he gets invited to a tournament in person that she's hosting. And then he has no fucking idea how to play Mahjong. So <laughs> he spends the entire time, like she tells him exactly what to do. That's something else. She always tells him what to do and he does it. He's like, I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am doing this and it's working. He'll, he'll like yell at somebody and then they'll, they'll it, it'll go well for him. Like it never, it never goes poorly. Uh, <clears throat> except for when he told the girl he liked that he liked her and she rejected him. I guess that one went poorly. <laughs> but everything up to that moment went great. Uh, anyway, uh, so he's playing Mujang. He doesn't know how to play Mujang. He's calling like Rip that guy in his head. He's, he's listening to her instructions and she's like, Something good will happen if you get all four directions. And then, so he puts down, uh, I think they're the four wind tiles, north, south, east, yep, west. And he's like, tiles. full compass. And then everybody's looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And I don't know if that's bad or good, but in the show, they present it as a stupid move. But then he just keeps making plays like that. And she, in his head, she, he keeps hearing her say like, oh, if you get all the colors, that's good. Or if you get one to nine, that makes sense, but doesn't nine wrap around to one? So couldn't you do that? <laughs> he does it. And the host is like, I'm going to let him do this because this is insane. <laughs> and uh, eventually he wins, of course. And then she comes on to him real hard and he's like, no, I don't want you. And then she gets real mad and that's was, was funny stuff. Uh, anyway, the show makes me laugh a lot. I recommend it. Cool. I kind of Good. spoiled the whole latest episode, but fucking whatever. It, it made <laughs> me laugh so much. And that show's uh, called again, so... The Day I Became a God. I'm sorry, yep. Ben. Daily, sorry. daily Lives of Becoming a God. It's, it's an odd title because he didn't become a god. Nobody became <laughs> a god. Now that I think about it. Was, anyway. Anyway. Oh, it's god. an anime title. We just talked about, like, what, Inheritors of the Will? King's Road, Inheritors of the Will? Like, no, they're all... <laughs> uh, Higurashi When They Cry... Let's go back to one that somebody else has has watched so that I don't have to run my throat dry. Uh, <laughs> Wandering Witch. I know that Duncan has a lot to say about this. I like this show a lot. It's very... So remember when we did that spotlight on Kino's journey and y'all hated it, but I loved it? No, this I is... enjoyed it. I no, I was the only one who hated it. Yeah. <laughs> y'all hated it, but I loved it. That... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Listen, let me live in my world <laughs> uh, wandering witch is like kino's journey but if Kino was a witch <laughs> instead of having a talking motorcycle she just had magic powers and she she travels from country to country they're very kind of isolated they have their own individual problems she goes there <laughs> she observes she might solve a problem or two if she likes somebody uh and then she moves on and it's it is exactly that feeling for me, like the exact same thing that Kino's journey gave me. Um, and it's well done, and her magic's fun. Like it's fun to watch the magic. That that adds to it. I mean, you're you're a hundred percent right. That it shares a, a lot with Kino's journey. Like not not just like the the traveler format, but like this 
interest in stories uh, as uh, and, yeah as, and, the, and, and the laissez-faire attitude like i don't want to get involved i just yeah. want to watch uh, i think it, it's reason behind that slightly different though because like with well i'll get to that in a moment because i think think you kind of need to to ground why she's traveling first to in order to sort of talk about why it's different so we're in, when we're introduced to arena the um the witch uh she's basically just this kid who's got this fame favorite book of stories where, which is uh, tells the adventures her adventures of nike yeah which, which basically tells her all all these wonderful different tales about about the world out there and she's determined that that's what she wants to go and do and so mm-hmm. she and unlike most kids who read a book of, of stories he's, she apparently is has the talent to do it and, she, and what's interesting about her as a protagonist is she knows this. I I can think a few um a, a few times you get a protagonist as arrogant and as self assured as as she is. She is like I think for like the first first few episodes that that like the the title before the titles roll it it's, it starts with something like who's that beautiful witch? Yeah, flying she's very across she's the... very uh. Self-confident in a way that is, yeah, she's arrogant. She's condescending a little bit, but yeah, it's, it works in a way that is charming. What what do you mean by she knows this? So she knows that she can actually do the things that are in the story time. Is that what you mean? No, I mean, we, she knows she, she, she's got, so not everyone gets to become a witch, unfortunately, Andy, but she, she, she's confident, she's confident of her, her, her talent enough that she becomes like the youngest witch ever to yeah, qualify. Or she's something. a she's a good witch too. Like she's she's not just like some average witch. She's good. good Although at her it is craft. It, it is inferred that that she's very much she knows the books, but she doesn't necessarily know how to apply it in the world. And so her knowledge is 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 framed as like very much coming from the way she's conceived the world from these stories and. The way she, when she, she's, she's going out into this world and she's encountering these different cities and towns which have these problems, just like in Kinos. But the difference is, she's already got this set of stories which tells her what what to think of this. It's like we we all have like the stories we tell ourselves in order to to deal with the way the world world we find it like the the narratives we build our life around and she in her case that's literally this book uh, the adventures of nike like the the way she will approach any problem is okay nike had 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 a story like this how how did she deal with it okay so i'll try that and see what happens and that leads it's a, to a very different approach to kino like it's sort of a a curiosity rather than the Kino was was interesting because she was always detached from it, and and she was detached because she'd previously been hurt very ba- badly by having too close an attachment to to two places. Whereas in this case, she's just doesn't. Re- it's almost like she doesn't see them as real places. They're they're stories to her. And it's like a curiosity in a new tale, rather than, and she doesn't almost seem seem to see people as 
people but as characters and like her expectations of them are as characters not as people and that's 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 makes for a different kind of detachment which fits with like the arrogance she has like she it's not that she's trying not to get involved it's just they're just things they're just a story to her either a story to be told or a story to, or interpreted through and like the only people she really interacts at all with are other witches like if like every time she Every time she's actually had a real connection with a character, it's turned out that they're a witch, um, and so I feel like it's it's got this strange, almost tribute act to Kino's to it, where it's so aware of the these this idea of the the travel log and of the sort of fairy tale collection that that's its framing rather than just the traveler. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm overdoing it, but. I think that's interesting because with Kino's you had that that wariness to Kino. I th- I'm not sure. Do you, do you, do you feel this, this John, as well? Because I always felt that Kino was really wary of every place she went to. Like she she always had the the her gun ready to pull the moment something was out of place. Whereas I I mean. Kino definitely lived in a more dangerous world, I think. Mm, well, uh, so that so it did result in that. Um, I this don't is more agree curi- with us. Huh? I feel like it's more curiosity than than she's she's not wary of any place she goes into. She's just like, oh, I wonder what this here's a huge town which has been looks like a star fortress which has been in in turned into an ashen wreck. Oh, I'll just wander in here and see what's happened. <laughs> well, also, as you noted, as we noted, I guess, uh, she's a really fucking good witch. So it's true. She's pretty confident in herself and is not afraid of things. Um, if she was a normal person, I bet she would not go in there like that. You know, um, it's. I mean, it's definitely like not as heavy as Keynote's journey. Um, Although it it has, I, I think that's the, the interesting thing about it. I think Keynote's. The the episodes which really land with Kinos are often the ones where she does let her 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 guard down, where she goes like the, the volcano one, for for instance, like that one really st- stuck with me, like just because like how heartbreaking it is when she made made a connection with someone and that 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 horrible thing happens. Whereas here, it's like they're mostly these quiet, um, fairly happy things most of the time and it's it's only occasionally where danger actually does rear its head uh, like the the plant episode where uh, you think it's just oh she's she's asked to give some flowers to the the guard at the gate and it turns out it's this weird dryad type plant which is trying to give its hypnotic pl- flowers to to infect Sorry. an entire city and consume its inhabitants which is came out of nowhere yeah it's that... pretty fucked up and then she looks at it and she's like oh well even though she caused it like she just yeah. flies off like whatever none of my it's, business uh, it's pretty wild um what more have i got to do here yeah and and, and like that's not even and the, in the same episode they had um uh, another one about a, a girl who's basically being kept as a slave and how yep. The, the sort of young master of the house thought he was going to make her happy by like collecting these magical essences of the outside world to show her and instead 
Instead, it's implied it just made her suicidal. It's, yeah. it's like, okay. And then next episode, apparently we're just having a, a fun episode where she teaches the the students of a magical college. <laughs> and, and like, it was really strange because like, I, I don't know about you, John, but when they were, they come up and they, they like surround her and they're, they're, they're chasing her. I, part of me was going, is this going to turn out like there's some like secret government witch thing going on? And and is this because I've been pr- so like prompted by the previous episode to think, oh, is is this serious business now? And instead, no, it's just locking around for an, another episode. Yeah, it's also funny that she says she explicitly says that that's her favorite city she's been to. There's <laughs> <laughs> just nothing to it. It's just just getting her to just getting to meet her old old tutor again, and then to teach people, which. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's 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 implied that maybe her mum's um was the original witch whose book she 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 read, and in fact taught her t- her teacher. So maybe what that's implying is that in the end she'll settle down and become a teacher too. But who knows? <laughs> that's all I yeah. have to say on Wandering Witch. Yeah, watch it. It's really good. Jerks. Fucking <laughs> uh, losers. Next up, Will Romanesque is, uh, this is, this, I don't know why I even put it on my list. I watched three episodes. They're like a couple minutes long. It's about these girls who are personified trains and they're trying to like find ways to make their train stations more appealing again. And it's bad. Oh. And I stopped watching it. Yeah, yeah. Why did you start watching that? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sometimes I pick, I, I pick random things and just watch them. Like that's how I got uh, King's Ray. That's how I got Day of Game God. That's how I got, uh, what was the other one? Uh, it was another big one. Uh, da, 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 whatever. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just pick random things and I watch them and then see how they turn out. And this one turned out trash. Don't watch it. Looked, it. That's the only reason I bring it up. It looks pretty bad. It is. Lie. It is. I mean, you watch but, idol shows, so you know you don't get to judge anything. Well, <laughs> I don't know. It just it, it, was there any redeeming features to it? Because no. Pop out. No, <laughs> no. None whatsoever. It's just bad. Uh, I guess they're cute girls. If you like looking at cute girls, uh, whatever. That's yeah. it. Um, fuck that show. Uh, noblesse. No, noblesse? Noblesse? noblesse. <laughs> yeah, I never know how you Noblesse. It's, it's spelled no, not, like... Not, no, no. not noblesse, I think. Noblesse. Sorry, I mean oh. childless. <laughs> oh, noblesse. Okay, I got it now. I understand. Like no penis. Um, <laughs> there, you, there you go. There you go. There you go. You got it. Five minutes ago. <laughs> I hate everything. Um, anyway, Noblesse is about. I'm going to say Noblesse. 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 Noblesse uh, is about a. There's vampires. They're fighting anti vampires. Uh, what is an anti vampire? Huh? What is just an like, anti vampire? I don't fucking know. Some science organization. I don't fucking know. Um, they're, the science organization is looking for like a coffin, which presumably had once housed the main vampire in the school uh, because he's super powerful and it kind of drops you like in media res and like no context. Uh, like they just hired a new guard at school and it happens to be a guy who was formerly with the science, whatever. Um, Sounds like reverse high school Helsing. <laughs> I don't know. And then there's this, there's a couple humans that are friends with the vampires the the main character, his like bright red hair, he's really good at fighting. 
So strong, recovers fast. And one of the vampires is like, oh, wow, he has way more energy than any other human I've seen. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's, got, he's got a fun attitude. He's, he's, one, he's another one of those like gung-ho. I can save you. I am a good person. Attitudes. Mm-hmm. Um, the, his friend, his best friend, is just a super ultra hacker. And I like watching him hack because it's like cheesy movie hacking. And then but he like makes friends with, the, with using a control single keyboard kind of thing. And he's definitely like typing. You got all these windows popping up that don't make any sense because how is he bringing them up by doing what he's doing? It's insane, <laughs> but it's super fun. I, I like that cheesy stuff sometimes. Um, anyway, he makes friends with another hacker that he's been going up against. It turns out that other hacker is a member of the bad guys. So that's the end of the last episode I saw. We'll see where it goes from there. I enjoy it. But you just beat something out of me and I had it finally. Um, yeah. You got beat. Yes. Oh, 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 one more thing. Yes. Uh, it is based on a webtoon. I only bring that up because it's interesting because first there was Tower of God and then God of High School and now this. I don't know if this one is... Def- definitely a new source. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is the Crunchyroll original series though. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think Jujutsu this one Kaisen is. Jujutsu Kaisen this season. Is Jujutsu Kaisen another webtoon? Huh. Anyway, webtoons are... I guess there's a lot of good webtoons because they keep <laughs> making stuff. Uh... Yeah. It's also like not as well animated as Tower of God and God of High School, like not even close. So interesting observation by me for me. Um <laughs> God. <laughs> Sorry. Ikabukuro Westgate Park is the last one that I will talk about by myself. Uh this one is about a dude who is friends with the leader of a gang called the Blue Something, I forgot. And this guy is really good at like solving problems. Uh, he just goes around and helps people in Ikebukuro. It's really chill, but also sometimes they fight dudes, I guess. Uh, it, I, there's, a, there's probably like a word or phrase that describes this type of story or setting or show or whatever. I don't know what it is, but it's just really nice. It's it, like uh, do da da would be another one, except that one like goes way over the top. Obviously, like that one that one's got people throwing vending machines around, mm-hmm. but it's kind of similar in tone. Um, they, there are other gangs that are kind of going up against each other sometimes. Huh. Um, it's good. That's one of my favorites of this season, but I think it's almost entirely because of what I just tried to explain the the feel of it. Um, so the, the, the shows that I've been watching, the first one, I mean, everyone should really watch this one, Capybarasan, uh, which is a great show. If you know the much beloved mascots, Capybaras, uh, they're a bunch of cute fucking little Capybara, which are like a small, I mean, you know, a fucking Capybara is, it's a minute long. It's very cute. I'd recommend it. The other thing is with dog and cat, uh, every day is fun. Uh, and I only say it like that because and is the only, th- is like in capitals. And I'm like, why have you capitalized and? Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> anyway, it's about a mangaka and she has a dog and a cat and they do similarly cute, adorable things um, that are funny or not or mean. <laughs> and they hate each other. Or do they? Who knows? It's a cat and a dog and a mangaka commenting on how cats and dogs are like humans sometimes. And that's funny. It's a funny show. It somehow manages to work in a minute and a half. It's um, which was quite a cute-looking art style there, Andy. It's kind of watercolory. Yeah, it's kind of watercolory. There's also like weird bits where there's clearly like 
because it's based off an actual cat and dog, like there are odd bits where there's just the picture of the cat in the background looking <laughs> evil. Um, and I think it's like I said, I think it's a Twitter comic or something oh, okay. like web yeah, that would make sense. based comic originally. So it was originally just like a really small digest, just like maybe four shot panel. And uh, because it's only a minute and a half, it just sets the joke, delivers the joke, punchline, bam, like, and then it moves on. And it's good. I enjoyed it. Uh, but the real big thing, the real big thing I've been watching uh, is uh, a show called uh, Ochikobore Fruit Tart, or Dropout Idol Fruit Tart, which is um, about a girl who joins a idol production called Rat Production. Um, and Did she... you say rap or rat? Rat, uh, Nezumi Saw. Uh, so it's literally Rat. Um, the main girl is called Ino Sakura. She comes from the countryside. Uh, she goes to high school and then also f- is happy because she gets to be finally an idol, which she's always dreamed of. However, the idol group that she's joined are a bunch of dropouts, and they're going to be heisted. They're going to be, um, you know, removed from their current accommodation where they all live, and the only thing they can survive off is curry. Um, in like a week if they don't start making money. So they generate a five minute clip where they try and record um, them doing adorable things like trying to get money for their live show or like little odd moments. And it's funny cast. So you got like uh, five main characters, um, Rocco, Ino, Hayu and Nina. Oh, and then um, Hemel comes in later. Rocco is sort of like this rotten child actress who uh, had a very famous run of um, commercials where she was fight where she was doing broccoli adverts to highlight how great broccoli is, mm. and she just like and that's gotten her famous. But since then, she doesn't want to do it anymore. You've got like a one who's just a rocker, a Hayu, and then Nina, who's just like a gravier, but she doesn't want to obviously demean herself by showing off her tits so she doesn't really get anywhere and uh, it's a very funny show that i quite enjoy i don't hate any of them which is good like usually in an idol show uh, like the next one i'm going to talk about you usually hate at least two or three of them with this i liked all of them they're all quite funny that the producer has got a very strong uh, sort of like teacher from k-on slash one of the the uh, the girl in working, the person who owns the shop in working, like look and feel, where mm-hmm. she just sort of walks around in her pajamas all day and tries to get them to do jobs, and she's just like, I've been work. She's like up at four o'clock, and she's like, they're like, what have you been doing? She's like, I've been working last night trying to get you a job. Be grateful, <laughs> and just sort of like closes the door. It's funny. I I I enjoy this show a lot. Um, Sorry, quick, question, quick question, Andy. Is, yes. is the question away? Are they sort of like trying to play on like popular sort of fallen idols? Well, not popular, like famous like stories about idols who've ended up in weird jobs and stuff after they've crashed out of their their work and and stuff. Is it like is this like the sort of um, I guess. R- rumors yeah. and stuff which you I hear mean, like oh that that idols is crashed out yeah. now and working as a gravura idol that that one just got fed up of doing broccoli things is it like are, are they drawing on like r- real tro- tropes about real people or is it just like what's the daftest thing we can can make them do 
I don't I don't think it's drawing off any tropes of, of real people. It's not like I guess you could argue the beginning of Umbrella Academy was kinda of like that. Um but no, it's not it's not at all. It's just sort of funny things. Uh, and you know what it works, like the characters are really good and realised. Unlike the other thing that I've been watching, which is Love Live season three, but technically five because of seasoning being weird. Uh Nijisaki High School Idol Club which is the third group of idol girls from the Love Live series. Um, and this time, instead of being in either Tokyo or a seaside town, their fucking school is big site, and they just don't even pretend. They just pretend it's this massive fucking auditorium where Komike is every year. And it's like, how can they even name check Odaiba? Like, it's like, how the fuck can you have a school here? They do. It's massive. They get lost. It's stupid and dumb. And the second most important girl has gross pigtail hairs with like little green tips. And it just looks like she's moldy. It's gross. That's That's good. Yeah. There's another girl who looks like the Wendy's logo. Uh, And yeah, it's, it's the, so far it's the same shit. They want to join, become school idols and they can't because they haven't, well, this case they had a school idol group, but it closed down the day that they wanted to enter. And it's because the fucking high school, uh, what was it? Oh, someone just didn't like it. Didn't want to be an idol anymore because it was too hard. So she quit and then forced the whole group to retire. It's stupid. It's like the dumb, dumb idol shit that I eat for my bread and butter. And um, this is another one. And yeah, I hate about three or four of them. Also, the animation's really jank. Like for the third season of a really That's popular... A like series i would have expect the animation and production values to be high but so far like sunshine's production values are insane and mm. this one feels really lacking the first episode like people's heights just change all the time there's like odd following shots where it looks like they're walking like at an angle towards the camera it's really bizarre and it, it <laughs> felt feels kind of surprisingly cheap for a show that does not need to be this cheap or has previously not been this cheap and uh it's a bit of a shame do you uh, think that's covid related that might be it it could be because the second episode really improved but then i'm like well why would the second because the second episode has like so many more of like the idol like the love live hallmark direction like the weird sort of like cut-ins of the face where they're like being goofy and sort of like the side the corner like a goo face that you got from like Hanakawa and a goo faces <laughs> like that's all there but only it could just be because the in the thir- second episode they introduced a character who's a lot more crazy and sort of like um wild uh and yeah it it's fine so far I've only watched like three episodes there's five out and I'm enjoying it i Annoyingly, I want to say Sunshine's the best one, but all I can remember of Sunshine is a bit where they fucking fly off in a magical space bus into space for like 10 minutes. And you're like, sorry, fucking what? So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, people seem to talk up uh, Sunshine's animation a lot of the time. I mean, like, you just hear people all throwing out gifts of it and going, oh, wow, this is, this is really really good stuff for uh, what is just an idol show but yeah and sunshine's production values are insane that like there's so many little gifts which or like little moments where it's just like you can tell the production staff has put in that extra that extra bit of spice that extra bit of effort just to make 
make it like a complete sort of show and really express their characters individually as opposed to just being like backgrounds for the main event uh, every time. And there are moments like that in this. Admittedly, the whole cast still hasn't gotten together until in episode three. Um, I imagine we'll be getting there in episode five, which is quicker than usual. Like Love Live is usually like a, a moral dilemma for every single cast member every episode. Um, but this one doesn't seem to have that. Um, it also so far doesn't have the thing that the school's closing down because they own fucking Tokyo Big Sight from the site of things, Sound of Things, which is a <laughs> massive convention hall. So I'm like, yeah. well, you're not closing down. You're just not. Like, that's not going to be a threat. So I don't know. It, it probably will. Like, I'll be eating my words, like, at the end of the season wrap up when they're like, yeah, they're closing it down because I guess we need to have this drama every single fucking time. Uh, I yeah maybe but... they're just kicking them out for Comicette or something. It's like, <laughs> like, I'm yeah, sorry, girls, like... you've, you've only got your your term's been uh, cut short. You, yeah, it's like... uh, it's why yeah. Ol- Olympic Olympic committees here. Uh, fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> like it's weird. It's a weird. It's a weird like thing. And, and they have obviously done a lot of on shot like sets design and background design because you can tell that it's all from big site. Like all the designs, they haven't changed anything. Um, but <laughs> it. You know, it's Love Live. It's trying to appeal to, like, the Otaku shit. So, of course, they'll do that. So, yeah. I don't know. It's good. I like it. But, of course, I would. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the least surprising thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else, Andy? Uh, no. That is all I watched. Okay. I have two more things, and they're both shared. Let's do it. The Gymnastic Samurai, or whatever the Japanese name is. Or whatever. <laughs> Taisho Samurai. Taisho, Taisho Samurai. Which uh, I think is an era? Yes. Yeah. It's a sequel to Taisho Baseball Girls, actually. Uh, uh, what? Really? <laughs> no. no. God damn it. You know, I, I'm really tired, okay? You can't be playing with my mind like that. Oh, there, there's oh. no way you're more tired than me, bud. Uh, uh, you want to <laughs> fight over it? Because I won't be able to. I um, think it'd be a very boring fight. <laughs> <laughs> who, who falls asleep faster? <laughs> yes, yawning. It's like the napping club from from Chuni from uh, the Chuni Bio Love and other delusions. Anyway, gymnastic samurai. Uh, this gymnast uh, is he was once a very good gymnast, won medals and stuff. I think I think it was in the Olympics. Is that right? Yeah, I think they say yeah. he had a, a silver and a bronze. He invented a whole move for for gymnasting. Um, <laughs> He invented a hot gymnast. He, he had a signature move, yeah. He invented it. He made it. It's called yeah, the Araraki, a... and it, he does like three flips in the air or something. I don't know. I don't know gymnasts is seeing. Um, anyway, he he's kind of like not great anymore because he and he also has an injury. Oops, uh, an injury in his shoulder, and that's definitely holding him back. And he but he still wants to keep pushing. But his coach is like, "You should retire. You're, this <laughs> this is the end." And they go back and forth on that a lot. And then eventually he's like at the press conference to announce his retirement. And then I will retire. Not. Mm-hmm. Um, like, anyway, that's funny. The way they it's stupid. Is... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Like the, the way they, they, they have it build up to that is like, it's, it's quite good. Like they go through all the motions of like him get, getting up, being very serious and, and giving his speech. And, and I'm here to sit to say it and it's just like just holds and holds and then just like uh, uh you could just like panic 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 um how do i get out of this 
not. <laughs> <laughs> they do a really good job of building it up like he's going to commit to it. Um, and then at the end, he backs out. Like, he clearly wants to do it. But on the other hand, he's like, uh, he's like, well, I need to make money for my kid. She has, mm. she's, she's my kid. I need to support her. And he, he's at that point, he's not entirely convinced he can do that through gymnasting. It's, that's, it's, that's so, a word now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, it's a, go on. It's gymnastics. A, yeah. It's a really but I interesting a show though. Cause it, it's, but I think it, like so few sh- sports shows are primarily concerned with failure. And this very much seems to be one. Like the first first scene of it is is he's he's up on the bars and he's he's going round and he's, it follows him and it's like inverting as it goes round and round, and it's like this great little little, little shot and he he's he spins up into there and he's flipping around and he comes down and, and he's reaching out for the bar and his his fingers just like slip off it and he just completely face down belly flops into the mat and it's you just hear like splat I w- and like the next shot is just this shot holding on him just face down on the mat just like fuck and just like i i can't remember any like two like little sequence which so so perfectly for me like encapsulated like the the mechanics and like feelings of sporting failure you know, like these tiny 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 margins yet missing them just results in utter humiliating failure and just like that feeling of what the hell do i do now and like that 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 feels like the central thing for this like he's he's his coach has been literally telling him for years that he should be easing off and not training as hard as he used to but he's been ignoring him because he's he's become so accustomed to the idea that it's his effort and his training and his dedication which made him the athlete that he he was and got him these medals that when his body can't take that regime anymore he keeps going his his coach keeps telling him you need to rest but he keeps going and the only thing which in the end gets him to stop doing that is basically being tricked into stopping um, by a getting took to an acupuncture clinic and, t- and being told, okay, you've you've got to have this um, these needles stuck in you every day for a, a month, and instead it be just that just being a way of getting him to stop, and because and, and, I I think I I, was, I remember talking to you, John, that I that we were both a little worried that they were it was going to be like oh he goes to the acupuncturist and it's like this magical medicine yeah. which which yeah. suddenly he solves this shoulder problem he's had which is allows him to come back and but no it it just gets him to stop for a moment gets him to to let his body recover and like that's that was a really a really nice thing like this this him realizing he's been ignoring the all these people around him who've been telling him like you can't act like you're a 20 year old still you you're you're not that that you you can still maybe have one last shot but you've got to you can't use the same mindset you've had most of your life you're you're a different person now and you've got to adapt to that and he's being confronted with 
a younger version of himself who can do all the things he could do. And the question he's he's faces now is, if there's someone else who can do everything that defined me, what am I now? What am I if this is my last moment in the sport? What am I if I'm not a sportsman? And what does this mean for my role as a, uh, as you were saying, as a providing income for his, his kid it's whose mother's dead? Um, and like, it's it's been really interesting just to have a series follow someone on the way down instead of the way up. Yeah. I mean, presumably that's going to change, right? There's going to be... A, yeah, do you think that's how it's going to end up? I don't know. I'm not sure if you, how you feel, John, but I, I, I don't think it's... I, I don't feel like he's going to gonna have a miraculous comeback. Probably not, but also probably. <laughs> <laughs> but also it's an anime. I think yeah, I, I, yeah, pretty much. The, the, the feeling I'm... I'm getting is that they're probably it's probably going to be Leo who turns out to be the, the real star in the end, which is like the his. Uh, it's, it's describing Leo without. Going he's a wacky foreigner who thinks he's a ninja, yeah, and is really is a big fan of uh, the main character whose name I blanked on. Um, he's a big a, fan of his gymnastics. Ah, uh, and like he's part of like why. I th- I think he's part of like why why he didn't retire because Leo was like pushing him and like begging and like wanted to see more of his gymnastics and he's a really wacky foreigner who thinks he's a ninja though. So yeah, <laughs> that, that seems like not. something. Yeah, I mean I it's so so far it's endearing and it's not off putting, but like at least to me, uh, I can definitely see it going in that direction. And I I do not want him to become the gymnast. Because I feel well, like that would be cheap. Well, they discover him like in this um, theme park, which is as working as a working as a ninja, and like, yeah. and suddenly getting chased by like these weird FBI type agents. Or, yeah, they, and they haven't addressed that yet. Yeah, that it reminded <laughs> me a lot of um, oh, I mean, heck, uh, animation in. You asked a thing from last season. Uh, Isaacin. Isaac, yeah, it reminded me a lot of the the bit in Isaacin where her rich parents send uh, minders after her, and that it had a very similar vibe to that. So I think he's either going to be like uh, a starlet or a like uh, it'll be like he'll be like a I don't know a Korean gymnast who's. Uh, rich, mega rich parents don't want him taking that as a career or something. Um, yeah, could like, be. It's the other int- really interesting thing about it is uh, it's really strongly set in the year two thousand and two. Like it, it's very much. It's 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 very pleasing to me how much it's riffing on the Japan Korea World Cup of that year. Like <laughs> yeah. the his coach has David Beckham's haircut. All the kids in school are discussing which footballer they want to be like, and like it, it's kind of like interesting that they they picked a year where Japan was hosting the World Cup, which is like in terms of viewing figures, Olympics or bigger, um, and so it's as an event. I almost wonder if like this was something where part of me wants to go and research whether like there was a old player in the Japanese team who was injured and got upstaged by a young 
young thing and maybe this is the author like switching his football or memories to g- gymnasts or something so mm. i'm i'm cu- curious on, on why 2002 in particular as a as a setting but it's it's kind of interesting like because it's obviously slightly pre pre mobile and pre internet at its full height and so it's mm. it's modern but not quite modern so uh, speaking of mobile uh the coach is a great character yeah uh, at good. one at one point he had he's holding up his like flip phone and he has a bunch of charms hanging from it like you know it's pretty common in japan uh mm-hmm. and gymnast guy what's his name do you know he's jotaru araraki jotaru right yeah okay, yeah okay he he's like what, what is all that hanging from your from your phone he's like oh my daughter told me these things are really popular so i got a bunch and then he's like oh, i'll also take your pictures and he shows like a selfie of himself i keep sending him to her but she's not responding so i love that guy he's very funny yeah and, and that, like the first episode he's like i, I got this haircut because beckham had it and i i, I look silly but like four episodes after he's still got he's still, it. He, he still has it he's yeah, like, i'm gonna get i'm gonna get i'm gonna get rid of it but like, he doesn't i love him Okay. It's it's got this kind of magical realism feel to it as well. Like it's not like the the fact that you do have Leo this like weird ninja in it, and that the family have this like talking bird. That, yeah, that bird I don't thing. know exactly what. I it think is. the bird they thing is the only big... thing I dislike about the show. God, that bird is so annoying. They, they call him Big Bird, and he just occasionally will sprout a, a weird non sequitur bit of dialogue, and generally just sort of sits on a perch and goes. Yeah. Oh, so it's like uh, the burden Toradora. Yeah, a little, but huge. <laughs> yeah, so it's a big old bird. It has beaks the size mm-hmm. of a long I think, beak. I think someone said it was a spoonbill or something, but who knows? Unimportant. But it's. I've been really enjoying it so far, and like I, I hope they continue with this like investigation of an athlete at the twilight of his career, and like we get. It's got a really nice, like, not nostalgia, but, like, someone on the precipice of uh, this huge change in their life and having to change how they see themselves. And, that, like, I, I hope they commit to that. But as, as John says, maybe they won't. Maybe they will just <laughs> have him succeed again. But, like, I really want to know how how he's going to transition out of being a... Uh, an athlete to just being a dad and like that's a good story as far as i'm concerned and i my, hope tell it my bets on that he becomes a manager or a coach instead uh just they the actually kind of talk yeah. about that possibility and they decide uh, they pretty much explicitly say that would never happen because he doesn't know how to teach they show him yeah. trying to teach and he's like whoosh, whoosh, go to the and, you know like making noise like they sometimes do like goofy yeah, characters again can't that- teach that's something that's happened before, though, with similar things, and they've still become managers. Or, um, so I don't know. I'm just saying. It's my. It's my. I, I like guess. That, that they pointed out how bad he was at it because, like, that's something which is often pointed out out about the the best f- footballers or athletes. The best in general, at anything. That, like people think yeah. the best are always good teachers, and that is almost never true. Yeah, because because they it comes so naturally to them, they don't know how to break it down to someone who it doesn't. It's like, well, you just do it. I mean, how can you not? Yeah, yeah, come on, yeah, do it. Yeah, basically. And I think that's about it. Well, yeah. Well, how about the 
how about the uh, other show that you share with someone, John, which I think we'll probably have slightly less to say about, certainly not like 20 minutes of conversation about. Ugh, uh, yeah. uh, Golden Kamui. Round three. Round three. Such, oh, man, We're I back. I, I, yeah. I know that... Well, I'll let you go first, because I know you have thoughts. Oh, no. I mean, I mean, I... I love Golden Kamui. It was very weird to talk with a couple people who find it like kind of mean spirited and gross because it is a very, it's just like a very silly historical drama adventure that's very focused on, on cooking and increasingly focused on homoerotic oh, jokes. God. It's so, it um, just does not end. Well, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, it's like the third season, like first off, okay. So they got split up at the end. And I know that when we talked about it back then, we said like, this is obviously they're not going to make anymore because they have this like weird psychic conversation. Asirpa, the young Ainu girl who's yeah. looking for a father and uh, Sugimoto, the scarred uh, Japanese soldier who, uh, who is uh, trying to find the gold by, and they're working together to find the gold and to find, they have to like, skin or copy tattoos the, the tattoos yeah. of these escaped like super brutal convicts from one of the worst prisons although apparently there's just tons of prisons all over japan yeah. full of full of these guys now is what we're going but they got split up while they were raiding one of the prison one of the uh one of the prisons um and they're trying to get reunited and we are four episodes in and they're not even remotely close to getting reunited. Yeah. And instead they like, I know that we disagreed about this. I'm enjoying the episodes, but like mm. last episode they joined a circus because <laughs> they thought that that would be a good way to get in the newspaper so that Asirpa could read Got in it. the news I... that Sugimoto is alive and looking for him. And it's I... a funny episode, but yeah. also like, yeah, go ahead, John. I just, I, yeah, that, mm. <laughs> it was so funny. Do, do, uh, you need, do you need a moment? <laughs> it was just so funny. Every, every, like almost all these episodes have just been nonstop laughs for me. Uh, until they show. They're just so this. over the top. They're just it, so over the top. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it just keeps going up and up. They amp it up and up and up. And I, it's, it's perfect for me. I fucking love it. I, I can't get enough right now. Whereas I, I, I really come down harshly on this one. Like I think like it's complete, like literally lost the plot. Like, yeah, uh, it, it like the last season, it, the, the 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 whole driving forward was okay. Asirpa wants to find her father, and Sugimoto's growing attached to her, and mm -hmm. those those are the two key things: their relationship and the search for a father. Well, they found their father, and they split those two up. So where the fuck are we doing because <laughs> it's like there's no no all they're doing is right we're gonna get the gold well no neither of them actually care about the gold Sugimoto yeah. doesn't particularly care about the gold she well, no he cares about Asirpa about... at this point he's he's only yeah, doing yeah. this for and, her and Asirpa doesn't care about the gold it, it's just he's trying no, to but she she has her uncle is that right to yeah kind of well, he's, like, he's, he's like a uh, family friend not necessarily yeah. uncle by blood but yeah it's it's kind of just filler episodes all so far, and it has it's lost that that two central threads to it, and now it's just okay. Well, we're finding out by bit by bit of anecdote the histories of all the all the members of the motley crew that they've dragged together, and with little bit by bit of anecdote who her father really was, because like they build up okay. We're gonna find this guy Wilk, which is Asirpa's father, and and 
and find out why he hid the gold and why he slaughtered all the other Ainu. And no, he just gets shot and never find out why. Yeah. And, and yeah. so this series, we might find out why by implication slowly but surely. And it's like kind of like, you promised us resolution and now you're just giving us filler, damn it. Yeah, it, it, definitely, it, it definitely seems like the manga has hit the like, Oh shit! I could I could finish my 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 series too fast. Time to time to like start treading a bit more water. Um, I just it's very interesting to me that they've decided to break up the the best and strongest relationship in the show, and especially the triad of of Asirpa, Sugimoto, and Shiraishi, the extremely dim witted escape artist. <laughs> he's, so um, he's, uh, he's got no who, screen time this this season either. He uh, he appeared at the very end of the last episode yeah. uh, well, briefly. He, they were trying to track someone on using feces, and they're like, "Oh, he's like, oh, those are mine. Sorry, I just I just pooped a few minutes ago, uh, in the middle of a in the middle of a of a clearing." And then but yeah, like to black. <laughs> but like I I I like how I liked in previous seasons how it had a really strong pace while also being a show that's full of, as John said, like these these really funny gags and homoeroticism, and the gags are still there, and I think they're very funny, especially like them all just having erotic pictures of each other yeah, like they, why <laughs> erotic photographs that they like keep trade like trading and pulling out accidentally and and stuff but also like like there's a bad guy out there who's trying to get all the was it he uh i forget what his name is hijikata yeah hijikata toshizo uh this this former shinsengumi who apparently his death was faked and he was hiding out in prison and now he's like trying to get the gold so he can he can build a, like a, a militant republic uh in hokkaido um and like he's out there getting the skins while they are participating in weird russian style bare knuckle boxing and and joining the circus and like killing and like dissecting a seal for reasons that baffle me like i i don't know i the show's been so good. The, the series has been so good so far at like building up this tension, and they've just kind of like thrown it away. I guess. I guess they figure like if you've made it this far, you're you're, you're willing to hang mm-hmm. out. And they're right. I am, but I'm I'm going to continue being weirded out that we have. I can't, I don't want to keep bringing up the circus, but they still join the circus for an episode. It's so weird. It's so weird, and not does, necessarily a funny weird. Yeah, it does feel like the mangaka's sort of finished a story arc and doesn't know where he wants to go next. So he is providing yeah. filler until he can probably work out the exact location. that He's like, actually, yeah, this is where the story is going to head off to in the in the next arc or so, uh, which yeah. happens. It's just, and, and you know, you, we get the same thing with like everything, like even My Hero Academia, where right now I'm just like, I'm behind ages, but it's just like, why the fuck are we caring about a sports festival? Not a sports festival, um... Like a like a, a school festival, like why Culture do I care festival, about? Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, why are you doing this? Like, because it's a you know it's else? a school setting, I mean, and it's yeah, yeah, <laughs> they need to, yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So it's a good way to sort of pad things out whilst he thinks of a a good like next bit of the story. It's <laughs> well, just the, I know what you mean. Yeah. It's just frustrating to sit through, like yeah, and that, that, wait that, for the next good bit. I, I wonder. I wonder if there's a specific historical event that that. He wants. We're we're yeah. treading water to wait until it, enough time has passed. But you can just do a time skip, right? If that's the yeah, case. Yeah, he could. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, but then you sell less manga. I would be happy to watch an entire <laughs> season of this. 
It's fucking fun. I know you would, John. I love laughing. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of how, like, it used it used to be, it was less common, but for, like, a while in the 2000s and early 2010s, it was very common to, like, have, like, a serious show would just have, like, a lot sillier, like, gag OVAs. Sometimes yeah. for only, mm-hmm. like, only, like, two to five minutes of just this. But, but... <laughs> But Golden Comedy already has those. <laughs> it already has. It already has these ninety-second like complete jokes where all the characters are like not themselves, and it's just like weird and making fun of how they're in anime. And then in the show, they're also very silly. I don't know. Like I, I, I just wish that the time pressure wasn't emphasized so strongly in the previous seasons, so that I wasn't like, what are they doing? What are they, what are they doing? Why are they just fucking and, about And, and John, you didn't even remember why they were separated in the first place. No, I, I knew shit enough. happened. I just couldn't remember like why, who was with who. They don't even, they don't even tell you. They're just like, okay, nope, back to the don't. story. And by story, yeah. and by story, we mean, we mean homoerotic pictures. <laughs> They're going to get stuck in a Russian village because someone steals their sled dog. Oh, <sighs> sounds like a great show. Actually, it no, it's fucking fantastic. It is great. Yeah, it is a great show. Uh, it just, it could be better. Um, no, which no. is where, what I'm here to say. I'm and here to say the, I like it as it is, and that's it. That's all I got. No, that's fair. I mean, yeah. it's it's literally like if I had to make a show that John would get into that involves like cooking and like homoerotic <laughs> dude jokes and like a small tough girl who is in a bunch of dumb dudes um that's like all your thing <laughs> not wrong not wrong so is, is that but what, are you, a bunch of dumb dudes yeah. maybe maybe come at me bro i was thinking it was <laughs> girls and men a bunch of men <laughs> girls and men's are um <laughs> no uh no Totally. The yeah. only other show I'm watching every every season, I'm like, this is the season where I'm not going to watch anything, so I can catch up on old shit. Uh, and this time, I've actually managed to to do pretty well. Where I'm watching Golden Kamui and I'm watching Sinyoku no Sigurdrifa or Warlords of Sigurdrifa, which Duncan, how, how did you describe it, Duncan? As Eva meets Girls in Panzer, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> People have kind of sneered at the show for being like Strike Witches or Girly Air Force or Stratos 4 or even kind of any any girls in an airplane or other military hardware thing. But uh, so aliens are attacking Earth and we're losing. And then Odin shows up and he's like, that's right. Gods are real. The Norse got it right. I'm a real god. I'm going to give you my daughters, Valkyries to fight against the aliens. And we have all these girls age, from age 14 to 20 who fly in old fashioned, often very obscure planes to shoot down a bunch of super generic, like jellyfish alien creature kind of things. Mm. Um, and uh, I thought it was going to be more serious and it's rapidly turning into an extremely weird comedy. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But there's lots. It's I don't know. I really enjoy it. Uh, I don't. Duncan can speak to this because I think he's going to be a lot more skeptical than me about it. But um, I enjoy the chemistry of the of all the characters. Mm. I think the designs are attractive. I think the airplanes are great. Everybody, including including the Anime News Network reviewer, complains about how oh these old propeller planes fly faster than jets. Uh, yeah, I, I can't. I can't watch this. It's really unrealistic. And I love that someone is watching a show where where aliens have invaded Earth and Odin 
is is a real person who lives in a movie theater for some reason and they're like no playing too fast that that's what break that's yeah, what breaks it, it for it's me like, like if in the first like five minutes a a plane literally sprouts angel wings and yes sh- and shoots like a, this weird ng beam thing then if you're still griping about is it technically accurate i think you may have picked the wrong thing to watch because like yeah i know you want your your technical plane porn but this is not quite that sadly for, for yeah uh, Which is well, ironic because I was I was the kind of person who's cranky there about. For, <laughs> yeah. Well, well, when Girls and Panzer, especially the finale of the of the series, like there's like weird ta- like they have like a tank drifting where they drive really fast yeah. and drift, and like that bothered the fuck out of me. <laughs> but I think it's because like Girls and Panzer sold itself as more serious, and this is just like a bunch of really obscure planes. One of which is a like a Italian built seaplane mm. that is the fastest holder of the fastest propeller driven seaplane record. And it, and it's been like just retrofitted with guns. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so like there's a lot of like really weird plane fan service. I'm sad that they've introduced new characters now who just fly P 51s because I don't know, you got to give it, you got to give something to the normies, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, I've, I've been surprised at how, at how funny it is. Like, all the guys, all like the the three guys who fly in jets that are like they're called like the Shield Squadron because their job is just to like get shot down instead of the girls. Um, but they dress in these weird fundoshi, like the weird like wrap like a yeah like wrap underwear thing. And there's like a running joke with them like spanking their asses, and and then one of them dies repeatedly. It's very it's very weird that that it like yeah it started out fairly seriously where where this where yeah, Claudia she... the main girl is like suffering from PTSD because all everyone around her is mm-hmm. dying. And she gets transferred to like the loser base in Japan, and and now like there's just like a weird bathhouse scene and all this other strange stuff that uh that I don't know. It's funny. I mean, we kind of got a hint in the first episode, which was a double length episode, when Azu mm. Azuzu is like giving her a big lecture about how like I'm the smart one and I'm the leader of this, and like right in the middle of the ranch, she just gets nailed in the face with a soccer ball <laughs> from the field from the field over. It's a very funny kinetic shot. So. <laughs> I so, don't know. How how are you liking it, Duncan? You're less amenable to to military hardware as just an aesthetic, I know. So I think like in the end, like what sold me on on, on Superfo is is how well it it sort of integrates them into a place. Like I mm-hmm. I, I like I I mentioned this this is that to me the fact that they're on a base in a town is important rather mm-hmm. than on a helicarrier or on a secret base or something like the the fact that you can have like all the this weird gossip uh, it between in mm-hmm. civvies and the the, the the people in the service and that they clearly all just wander around the town on their weekends and like yeah. this this and like the fact they, they even have an entire episode where they they're like just after they've they've beaten off no, I'll rephrase that. <laughs> we, we make it, we, we do this every we do this every episode. <laughs> after they've defeated, after the, they've uh, masturbated, uh, uh, calm down a minute, <laughs> taking a load off their mind. Yeah. After they have defeated the aliens, they have a half day around the town, just yeah, uh, where they they sort of go and visit all the shops, but and like get told thank you for keeping everyone safe and it's just kind of 
of nice and like like there's a, I've been to a couple of garrison towns in in the UK where because a few of my, my my mates ended up in the army and so I visited them on occasion and like that sort mm-hmm. of place has a particular feel to it like where there's not not necessarily everyone knows everyone but like there's there's like common threads to which they all sort of they all know either know someone who works on the base married to like there's like you have this one central thing linking everyone together and like they they get this this idea of them not just being like this four four girls like they're they're these four people with like relationships with different relationships to the people on the base like how um miyako who's like this the really genki girl or yeah. one who's who's my my personal fave who partly just because as, as like her reaction to her as anzu getting hit, hitting the face with the football is to run grab the ball run run up to the people who are playing and start dribbling around it and doing like overhead <laughs> keepy uppies and just showing them all up with her her skills and that, i was just like yeah it's just like her her attitude to to the people in the base is just 100 percent can do and like sometimes like i think like you've said some of the criticism the girls get is that oh they're just this trope but i think like what's makes it more than that is that they're yeah they may have the characteristics of this trope but they then have they are then placed into situations where they're interacting with a a wider set of people and so Mm -hmm. they're not just like in so many shows where it's just oh they never you never see anyone interact with anyone who's not on the crew they're instead they're they're going out and, and chatting to different people and just larking around and like the the episodes where they have to like is it an underground spring or something yeah seemingly so it's, it's a huge cave system that that yeah. inexplicably i don't know if it actually exists under tatayama where that, they that, are that, but that episode but... in particular felt very sort of like dance dance revolution episode of eva where uh it's okay because of these weird circumstances is is what you have to do to defeat this alien is getting bathing suits and uh <laughs> and go through hot springs and which uh, and walk across bridges of the uh, naked bod- half naked bodies of of the, the ser- servicemen who have been assigned to be your bodyguards, mm-hmm. and like the 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 one pr- one guy who's I think they call pretty boy who's like yeah he's like a sh- this shining blonde haired it's 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 like bishi and like mm-hmm. just always comes to a. a a horrid end in some way shape or form and yeah like, i did not expect this to be the, the show where like someone dies on screen as a joke and then like the next scene he's like i'm back i didn't <laughs> die uh but it's definitely because because that kind of takes away from the gravitas when someone's yeah. inevitably going to die in in the actual war against the aliens yeah, like they, so. they have one one episode where there's someone one member of the their like uh, one of the people who was in like the evacuation team's been been injured and he's he's on their deathbed and one of them sees it as their sort of duty to uh, go see off the, the people to when they're going to die because they believe that these uh, girls have some link to the divine and so it gives them comfort when they're dying. And well, yeah, next... they're, they're Valkyries, which are yeah. literally they they bring slain they carry slain warriors to valhalla yeah in and the so, mythology so, so 
as you say, the pe- people well, that brings people some comfort that they're, they're going to have a good afterlife and that they, they, they haven't sacrificed this for nothing. Yet in the next episode, they're literally stepping on the native bodies of these people as, as a bridge and one of them's plummeting to his death as a comedy thing. And it's like tone changes are just like, vump, vump. And it's, it's, you're not entirely sure what it's doing. Yeah. Um, but it's very it's a very confident show mm. and it's it has a lot of like nice touches that show that someone thought about this a lot like duncan have you noticed that the girl's outfit colors correspond to the nation of the plane <laughs> that they fly um i mean i don't know the nations <laughs> of, of the place that they fly as and well when, as and when the, uh, the uh, when the 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 girl flying like the huge uh, F7F Tiger Cat shows up and she has blue hair and a red striped <laughs> a red striped bikini top and you're like oh so she's the the American one um as opposed to the UK for Claudia and Italy for I, I Claudia, Sonica and yeah I thought Claudia was French What's that? I assumed she was French. I also don't know my planes. No, it's a uh, it's um it's a, a Brewster plane. It's, I don't know. I, I should actually know these planes. <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Uh, that. That's the actual thing. You shouldn't know these planes. You don't need. <laughs> well, they, they are very. They are very obscure. Like uh, like Azu, um, who has the colors of Brandenburg, um, where the plane was, where the place was based, and the plane was designed. Um, like she flies a very obscure like Henkel, Henkel 100D, which like has a ridiculously poorly maintained web page because yeah. because but yeah. She, no, no, she flies a Claudia flies a Gloucester Gladiator. Okay, um, the last the last biplane for the RAF um, that you go. died a lot in World War Two because well, it's a biplane. Yeah. I mean, like the, I think like for me, like the thing which like the character animation for them is is superb at times. Like in the most recent episode, um, they had an Azu. Um, playing a, a video game with Odin and mm-hmm. like just cutting back back and forth between her face and and his face as she as he gives her a lecture of how, like how she overthinks everything as she's uh-huh. just getting more and more frustrated as she's beaten at this street fighter absolutely game. destroyed at the street fighter game like and, she gets I, like I, one hit on him <laughs> yeah I, I love that uh, basically that they've made all the characters look like Guile like, because uh-huh. they obviously like all all the people in the base are Marines. Like, like it's, it's like each every one of them's like a different version of Guile. And so, yeah, and yeah. Yet, yet she's still getting completely destroyed, and she's just getting more and more frustrated. And and like, you get moments where uh, like they they seem to imply that Odin isn't just like this. Like the thing you haven't mentioned is that. He comes and announces, "Okay, here I am. I'm Odin," and he appears as like this 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 old figure with like a, a eye patch and a big hat and a big staff. The next moment, he's like a ten year old boy in, a, in uh-huh. a, a jacket and shorts, and it's like, "Okay, apparently, yeah, this is an enemy." I should, if, if you, well, he literally if you he literally says like he's like I, he's like I think you'll find me less threatening in this form as like an anime kid with an eye patch. <laughs> so, <laughs> and like he seems like there was like in, the, in that. Um, exchange with Azu, like there's some affection and some like genuine insight into what makes makes her tick, and yet he's 
uh, 10 minutes li- later and it's like okay he, he, the big attack's going ahead he's just like crazy face it's like yes it's time for Ragnarok oh. yeah he's uh, obviously got his own his own thing going on yeah yeah I, I don't know it's 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 very um it doesn't necessarily have a, a um a strong t- tone which it keeps even it, it, it very much is all over the place in that but in terms mm-hmm. of just like it, it's characters and enjoying spending in time with them like yeah it's, it's it's a great series and it's got these great character animations and for that i forgive it it's 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 silliness because it gives me this community of people and i get to to laugh at them because they're dumbasses. yeah <laughs> yeah they are they are very silly and they all like I don't know. I mean, we get we, get, we even got the classic like I can't be married anymore, and she says that because she's like flying an airplane in a bathing suit. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't really understand I that joke. That was, that's yeah. like no. Let's that's, let's no. Actually, let's not yeah. discuss why we thought why why they implied she was saying that because no, it's probably best not that's, not said well, on. She air. has she has a flight stick that she's having to like yeah. And yeah she's I, I don't know. Real I just assume that then. that's like real back. <laughs> that's like the default joke that they put in any sort of like vaguely ashy show where it's just like as soon as or unexpected actually where you're just like as soon as she's vaguely naked or does any sort of immodest thing she's like i can't yeah. get married anymore it's just a throwaway joke probably doesn't mean anything or it's like, a fetish yeah. or it's a fetish yeah 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 definitely and the name of this show is called again uh warlords of sigurdrifa with uh sigurdrifa being a word for is it the the icelandic poetic eddas right <laughs> I think so. Sorry, I shouldn't ask that. Like yeah. one of us is a historian and should know this, and it's not me. Well, well, well poetry's well. not his. I mean, that's that's actually a bad thing for you. Uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, it's it's the uh, it's the yeah, it's a moment in the poetic eddas where uh, Sigurdur meets with uh, Brunhilder, uh, the Valkyrie. So it's just it's random. It's just random Norse shit. I think honestly, is that there's not is there a it means driver like the thing that drives someone to victory it's just uh so tuny weed yeah. word the uh, yeah because you visual novel found and thought would be funny to use king road king's road inheritors of the will yeah uh unbreakable machine doll all-purpose cultural cat girl nuku nuku anime names so <laughs> so uh yeah is that everything is that every anime that came out this season <laughs> i mean does anyone watch anime I'm watching. ever? I think. Did anyone? Is anyone watching Higurashi? No, because I have not caught up. No. to the. Original I found out. I found out it's a sequel, so I have to watch all the rest, which oh, we'll be uh-huh. talking about. Uh-huh. It's actually a sequel, which is which got a lot of people mad. I mean, people were mad about everything. We talk about people being mad at playing too fast. So, but uh, but people are mad that like they thought it was going to be a reboot that fixes the the show the original show's horrendous art. But no, it's another it's another it's a companion piece. Okay, but so you don't need to watch season one to appreciate you, season. You will be season. confused sometimes. I, as I understand it, they okay. reference they reference the first season a lot, um, but in a completionist way where you can, they just tell you what happened. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good. I, that kind of reference. Well, hey, remember 
big uh, revelation from the first season. <laughs> not like old Marvel, so no. where it's like, see page 36 of volume yes, 22 basically. of Amazing basically. Spider-Man. Or, so or, no, what the fuck this is on about? Like, yeah. Golden Camry, where yeah. it just goes straight into it. and Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to know what's going on. Here's some, here's some homoerotic jokes. Well, speaking of homoerotic jokes, we should probably take a break and then come back to talk about any other anime that's not currently airing. Sound good? Mm. All right. Sounds good to me. And we're back. Uh, We have two people watching non-currently airing stuff. Uh, I, as alluded to before, am watching Higurashi. I think John's also watched a lot of it, although not the whole thing, which I, which I binged to make it for this <laughs> podcast. Now I'm going to feel ner- sad about spoiling it for John. It's but fun. first, John is watching watching uh, Ranma One Half. Uh, yes, that's the one, the one with the dog demon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Inuyasha, I, for some reason, well, actually, the reason is is because. There is an anime starting cute, this season cute called, dog boy. called Yashahime, which is uh-huh. a sequel and about, I, I assume, Kagome and Inuyasha's kid. I don't know. Do they ever get together? I've never seen that far. So I started watching Inuyasha and uh, it's fun. Like I'm not to the part where people tell me it just starts to drag and drag and drag and drag. Everything. I mean, there's still stuff happening every episode. It's fun. I haven't gotten to the monk guy yet. And I know that he's like a weird pervert. So I wonder how that'll hold up for me. Uh, is it the same monk as in as in Urusei Yatsura? Because they, they have a recurring perverted monk character. I in, don't in know. I've never seen Urusei Yatsura. Oh, no. No, he's a different dude. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, I'm enjoying it. I haven't gotten far. Uh, the one weird thing I noticed so far is when they first uh, like talk about what Inuyasha is, they talk about like he's like a horrible demon who kills everyone indiscriminately. Obviously, that's not the case. Uh, so, <laughs> so mm-hmm. after Kokomi wakes him up, like the 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 local priest in the village. Oh, by the way, she's going back in time. This is an isekai, in case anyone was wondering. That's why I'm watching it. Um, <laughs> Everything is isekai. Yeah, yeah. I, I had to point it out because it's it, you know it's fun. Uh, the local uh, priestess uh, made like a necklace and shoved it around Inuyasha, and now Kagobe can tell him to sit. Osuare. And then he looks like slams to the ground and that's how, you know, he gets tamed, but tamed isn't really the right word. Cause he was already not like an evil p- person. You don't I'm, want to make him too unsympathetic when you first meet him. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's weird. Cause they like talk about him. Like he is, and he's very much a real presence in their lives. Like they, she was the, the priestess was around when he was sealed on that tree originally. And she's, she's like, don't ever like, do not set him free. And then like two episodes later, he's hanging out in her, in her house, uh, just talking. <laughs> it's really weird. Uh, yeah, it's good though. I am enjoying it. I will watch more. I hope that I don't start getting bored with it. Well, it's 167 episodes plus oh, a fuck. 26 episode finale series. I didn't know so. that that's over a hundred episodes. And then there's the new series. <laughs> oh God. What have I done? Yep. So, so run, run, buddy, so apparently, uh, apparently, uh, what's her face? Rumiko Takahashi uh, created this after she'd finished Ranma One Half because she wanted to make it a darker series. Um, 
do you still think of this as a com? Is this still mostly a comedy, or do you think that there are darker elements beyond people just being like, "Hey, watch out for Inuyasha; he's bad." <laughs> uh, there's definitely darker elements than what I assume is in Rama One Half. Um, I mean, like demons kill people, legit. Like, uh, mm. it's it's. I would say it's darker, but it's not dark. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, it is very but it, much but- a, a show about traveling around ancient Tokyo and killing demons. And collecting little shards of a magic marble. Sounds like a shonen anime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, like a, yeah. yeah, it's a shonen, but <laughs> I, I, I mean, I assume that it was more aimed at girls because I think that's mostly what she does. Like all of her stuff seems to have that, right? Uh, no? I mean, like I mean, Ursa Yatsura is is pretty pretty boy themed. <laughs> I okay. feel like. Like Lum doesn't dress like that for the benefit of women. That's true, except for queer women. That's true. Um, anyway, yeah, no, yep. that, that's interesting. I, I'm the thing is, I'm curious because Rumiko Takahashi. I mean, we were talking about Toriyama before, but like Rumiko Takahashi is another one, one of those manga ka of those generation that have like a very distinctive style that's clearly present in every single yeah. thing she makes, and. I want to com- watch multiple series of hers to compare, but they're all well over a hundred episodes, <laughs> yeah. and my life is unfortunately finite. So, <laughs> or fortunately, depending on where you're where you're looking at. <laughs> so I can't. So like, so apparently, like I chose Urusei Yatsura, and I'm like seventy episodes in, and I may be for the rest of my life, <laughs> but <laughs> hopefully not. I hope you. I when I think of Inuyasha. When I first started going to anime conventions, uh, now rest in peace with the the coronavirus pandemic. Yeah. Um, but when I first started going to anime conventions, I didn't realize it that the, the show was airing from airs from two thousand to two thousand four. So as I first started going, was right when Inuyasha was like mega popular, and that's yeah. why like every single cosplay was either Orin Host Club or Inuyasha because those were the two hot shows in the time. And it's, it's funny because like, I feel like Inuyasha has just always existed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it obviously was older not. than it is. I thought it was like early 90s. But then I started watching and I was like, hmm. And then I looked up the year and I was like, hmm, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We stay still, time keeps moving. Uh, well, speaking of time moving, uh, I am watching Higurashi When They Cry, also known as Higurashi no Nakokoro ni. Um, which literally means, I don't know, I don't speak Japanese. But, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it is a, we were thinking about watching some horror stuff for Halloween, um, which is now past uh, when this episode comes out. Uh, but the only one that I hadn't really watched, the, one of the big ones, I'd seen another, I'd seen Shiki, if you can even call Shiki. Uh, a horror anime as opposed to just an anime where where vampires hang out um, but uh but higurashi was always considered or sold to me as the gold standard of like horror anime and there's i knew there was a time loop and like people were getting like people would get driven to these violent acts and it's also a show that i thought existed forever but apparently aired in 2006 what so yes <laughs> The game, the uh, I think the game that it's based on, because it's based on a visual novel. Yeah. The game is nope. The game is two thousand two. So it's not even. It just looks. It just looks old because all the characters look super janky. Yeah. Um, the show has a very distinctive art style, except for the latest one, which has got the uh, the Monogatari series character designer. It really so does. They all yeah. look yeah. cool and sexy. Oh, it now. is okay. Yeah. 
Because when I originally <laughs> saw the trailer for that, I was like, this looks familiar. Oh, yeah. I didn't know it was the same character designer, though. That explains yeah. a lot. Yeah, he's he kind of just... what What's his name? I forget what... His, what but that designer just has characters that always look like that like yeah. uh keiji just looks like a male kanbaru now so <laughs> there's that but um but yeah how far have you gotten in this john you were gonna watch it too but you didn't manage to finish it yeah um, um, i started watching it way before you did so it's funny you finished first uh i got to the end of the flashback i guess with the cop going there like way before oh yeah like right when the murders were about to start happening or like right when they were about to the cotton yes. vessels for the first time or whatever. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll touch on the later stuff from, from more of a bird's eye view, because even though I don't believe in spoilers and you don't believe in spoilers, and this is an old show that's not <laughs> particularly good. I still like think that, that figuring out what's going on. So my bar, Keichi, the dumbest person in the world so um, moves to, <laughs> moves to the like small rural village of um, Hinamizawa, um, he finds out gradually that there, that every year during the cotton drifting festival, which is a festival where they like the priestess like gives them balls of cotton that they ball up and are supposed to like contain their worries or sins or whatever, and they put it in the river and it and it goes away uh, down the river. Uh, that every year during that festival, two people are killed, or rather, one person's killed, one person's disappears. Um, and what we have are a series of Time loops is not really the accurate word. Um, there are a series of kind of just like parallel scenarios happening in the same time that always end in tragedy and death. Uh, the first one, Keiichi gets like really paranoid about his friends trying to, his friends like trying to kill him and that he's being watched. And there's this extremely he useless cop. faces in with a bat. What was that? And then he bashes their faces in with a bat. Yeah, yeah. He ends up killing them um, and then claws his own throat out. Um, which we find out why later, which is extremely gruesome. But uh, but yeah, and then it just starts over again, and they're just all the characters just hanging out again. The Cotton Drifting Festival is like a, f- a few days away, um, and he meets one of his friends. He finds out has an identical sister who is acting eccentrically, and then people start dying, and yeah, and that's kind of how it goes. And there are parts of Higurashi that I really like. And then there are parts of it that are either relics of it being a visual novel or just kind of just stuff that's on top of the interesting stuff so that you (laughs) can see it less and you're less able to appreciate that it exists. Like with the twin thing, there's this interesting angle that I thought – where one twin is pretending to be the other, but she hates her sister so much that she, it like pretending to be her sister who she hates makes her into just like a, a meaner, crueler person because it like, it starts like getting into her head, having to pretend to be this person. Um, or the idea in this one arc that um, someone's trying to kill the person who they feel is responsible for their crush's death years ago. Um, and the fact that they assume that when they kill the right person, they'll get a sense of closure or relief. And that never comes. So they just keep killing people because, because <laughs> obviously they would feel relief um, if they killed the right person and they don't. So obviously not like there are, there's all these like interesting nuggets, but it's trapped behind a not entirely clear time loop situation. And part of that's purposeful 
purposeful obfuscation mm-hmm. because you discover that Keiichi is not actually the protagonist as we would construct him. He's just the viewpoint character, which is something that anime doesn't often do, I think. Mm. Usually the protagonist and the viewpoint character or the person that we spend the most time around are the same thing. But mm-hmm. this, we hang around Keiichi, who is incredibly useless, partially because it's from a visual novel. So most of what he does is ask questions and lie to people when they <laughs> ask him questions, yeah. uh, which is a very visual novel dynamic. Yeah, because uh, it's like, oh, well, they know the crit path to get the best ending or the ending they want yeah. to do. So Yeah. Well, it's funny because when people are like, people are like, were you, where were you in the cotton drifting festival? He's like, oh, I was just with some people. And they're like, they're like, oh, really? Because we talked to them and they said you disappeared. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, I did. I went to the bathroom. And just like, why is he lying to this? He's lying to this person because, well, actually, yeah. Uh, to, to, to briefly, like, the upshot of the ending is that you shouldn't lie to people so much, especially not your friends. That's what breaks the time loop. So, um, <laughs> so I don't think that's a spoiler. You shouldn't lie to your friends. I guess, uh, unless whoops. they're bad people. Uh-oh. But um, <laughs> I'm a bad friend. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but there is just like there is just the interesting idea of of Keiichi not being not being the viewpoint care being the viewpoint character, but not the protagonist. But I don't think they do a very good job with it. And I think oftentimes it means that you're stuck you're stuck hanging out with someone who's not that important to the plot. <laughs> um, and then they change it where they have the flashback to the guy who who was researching the like yeah. kidnapping related to the dam protests that were the beginning of the killing. Cause if they were originally killing the foreman for the dam that was supposed to flood the Valley that the village is in, but then it just kept going because there's a spirit there that wants blood named, um, uh, Oyashiro Sama. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like weird things of like some of the families might be in this, in the town might be like stewards for him. And also one of the characters is like his shrine maiden, but like she is one of the least sinister characters as opposed to like everybody else who's yeah. always just like if you like in horror when like someone turns around and someone who wasn't there before is behind them and they're like what are you doing then you get a lot of that in higurashi oh man yeah congratulations yeah. you get a lot of that in higurashi and then you lie and then you're if you're keichi you, you tell an extremely easily disproven lie yeah. um, and and then you bash their head in with a baseball bat later <laughs> but uh, as you do i don't know it's very weird that this is considered like the great horror anime. And I remember when another came out and people were just kind of disappointed with another's ending. They're like, well, Higurashi has like the really good plot and the really good ending and maybe, but there's another, there's a 26 episode series. And then one joke OVA called the Nico Garoshi hen cat killing arc. Um, and then there is another 24 episode series. And then there's a six episode, six episode OVA series. And now there's and then apparently one. the new stuff. So I'm, I'm very far away from, from, from this amazing ending that people have promised me, but I bought this on Blu-ray cause it was on sale for like $6 yeah, during, the, real cheap. during the anime sale this, this summer. So I might as well watch all of it and maybe it'll get better. Cause right now it's kind of just fine. I like the time loop stuff. I like some of the character work. Um, it also has a weird sense of humor. I don't mean that like twisted or cruel, but it just pretends to be like a regular, like Azumanga Dayo adjacent anime yeah, yeah. when It'll people often... aren't actively killing each other. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I don't know. What do you think about this anime, John, thus um, far? One, I like that every loop that I've seen so far is really different in terms of yeah. how events play out. Uh, that makes it way less boring than it would be. 
uh, mm-hmm. otherwise. Um, I honestly don't know why people call this a horror <laughs> so far. Like there's, it's, it's like, there's some go- really gory stuff later. There's a whole thing with like maggots coming out of like what happens when, why they scratch their throats out is because maggots like get under their skin and their throat. And so they're trying to get the maggots out. You can't see me viewers, but you know, I'm like scratching frantically at my neck. He's bleeding so, like, now. It's bad. Very persuasive so, viewers. It's very persuasive. Yeah, well, well, it just it, like, there's a lot more body horror stuff as you get into later mm. okay. things, but yeah, it's like the only thing that makes it horror is that people are killing other people, which happens in a lot of anime that aren't considered horror anime. Yeah. Like so. as of, as of right now, I would say it's a suspense thriller, but mm-hmm. if it gets more into body horror than sure, uh, I can, I can see that. Not, not a lot. Like you're not going to, this, this, this is no parasite. Right. The Y or something. It's, it's definitely, yeah, just a suspense thriller, kind of a mystery. But the fact that like, as you said, none of the arcs, all the arcs are completely different. Like it doesn't start over the same events don't happen every time. Yeah. It's the same characters in almost a completely different scenario. And sometimes it's like different it's, relationships it's just, too. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. But um, but yeah, but, yeah. No, so, but it's largely still a suspense thriller. And I think the body horror stuff is, is largely, there as a bad end in the visual novel and then they brought it over into the i think the lesson <laughs> the, the lesson in this is we need more I mean, horror anime <laughs> i'm i don't know why there's not more horror anime it really I don't, yeah it's well, weird is there not an anime of corpse party yet i is feels like that should be of an anime don't know should be of an anime there's also Corp, a very corpse bad party policy. corpse party tortured souls came out in 2013 but it's only a four episode ova I think, ah, okay. like, the obvious reason why there aren't more horror enemies is that horror in manga is a, has an incredibly different pace to most horror films. Like, you, the sort of horror stories most manga tell are sort of, like, Junji Ito's stuff is like mm-hmm. slow, slow reveals of creeping horror, mm. which is a lot different to most horror films we we see not there are obviously some but it's certainly not what you'd think makes a um riveting uh a watch and like the other thing is like obviously you're cutting out an entire market the moment you make a horror show that's depending on how horror you make it let's say you're cutting out everyone under 16 well goes that's that's there that's most of your market if you're an, if you're making an anime yep so have you seen angels of death as well mm. that's the worst horror okay. anime i've ever well, seen there's bad horror anime. we need good horror anime. Bad, bad. okay good um? we need good horror anime like jinji yes. Ito, the <laughs> upcoming one uh Spiral one, what's it called? Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Naruto. I am Uzumaki. fucking excited for that. That was a very subtle joke, Andy. No one's gonna get it. I, I uh, understood <laughs> it and I ignored it. But uh but yeah, I, I also think that like anime is already like a bit like surreal and over the top just because of the drawn nature. And so seeing like a convincingly done dead body in a live action horror is different than seeing like someone drew a picture of someone who looks like they're basically laying on a red blanket in, in anime. Um, there's very little of like the viscerality and the body horror stuff in Higurashi. And to be fair, like even in, even in the way that like the wounds are dealt in another, um, which are often very like visceral, like they really have to like push it really hard to make it scary. You have to have maggots like falling out of 
the the like scratches on your neck or have someone fall down some stairs and just like literally show the umbrella's tip like penetrating their throat in another to like make it actually land as horror otherwise it the the line between horror and slapstick is very thin and i think in anime it's often mm-hmm. it's often crossed hence hence bad horror anime too. yeah but there's like there's also different types of horror like it doesn't have to be gore my I'm, favorite yeah. horrors are never gorish yeah. really uh and uh, when there's a lot of times when anime does scary moments and they do them really well mm-hmm but it's not in a horror anime. It's, it's part of some other thing. And it's just, it's sad because I think it would be really good if people did more of it. Yeah. I think probably the market argument that Duncan made is, is the right one. Cause like Mushishi has some deeply, I think upsetting. Yeah. Mushishi. Like, yeah. That's a good example. Bits. Um, but it, I they would never like, they, they market it as a healing anime <laughs> instead of a horror anime. Yeah. So, I wonder whether you consider Paranoia Agent a horror anime nowadays, because there are some really disturbing no. parts. No, it's definitely that. a thrill. That's the thing. Also, like suspense thriller and yeah. horror are also yeah. People yeah. also often conflate those, and that's what it upsets me because they're not the same. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I mean, like um, horror adjacent action is fairly common in anime. I think that's the the simple thing. Like you can show someone shooting a thousand zombies, but you can't show someone stabbing someone. Hmm. Uh, at least not without the, the big black bar yeah. oh yeah that makes remind me yeah there's blood there's blood plus and blood c those aren't very good either um that's, no. that's they're again. very visually nice so i think well yeah they're they were an early i think they're production ig right like yeah. yeah and hell recently been on uh netflix and netflix. like i i remember that was just coming out as ovas like it mm-hmm. was just OVA after OVA, obviously because they couldn't find a television audience for it because yeah. they wanted to keep it bloody like the com- the comics were. And I think like that's what OVAs originally came out for is is in the eighties. Once you had like direct to customer sales, that's where you put all like your weird, gross out stuff and like etchy pseudo porn, like Angel's Egg, like all the things you can't sell to kids because no no station's going to want it. You can just put it on an OVA, but. I think that just now, like, anime is, un- un- is working on such thin margins, and it's um, almost always a cross-promotion for manga the one, or whatever. The so. one sort of, like, ray of hope in that, and it's a weird ray of hope to have, is that um, maybe a ne- there'll be a good Netflix horror anime, because they certainly have, they don't care about ratings in terms yeah. of, um, okay, this is now 18+, plus. they don't care about <laughs> my, that. Um, my hope is that Crunchyroll will look at some horror webtoons because they seem to love those now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure well, there are some good... Now that they're owned by Sony or about to be owned by Sony. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if that's it, what, what tipped it, them having actually, like... Is webtoons also owned by Sony? Well, no, because um, they entered in, like, a... Um, uh, like, they've had a, a couple of... Instead of um, being just a distributor, they became part of the production committee for those. Oh. And, uh, and actually becoming... a something where they had properties which were they were producing and that's like in road to the korean market i think suddenly makes them a different proposition to to a lot of other possible streaming services hmm. could be i don't know yeah. business shit yeah webtoon webtoons is owned by naver corporation which is a south korean like just development company <laughs> so 
they just make content platforms and then get other people to fill their content platforms because that's how you make money on the internet if you're a huge corporation. Well, speaking of making money on the internet, uh, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Find us on Twitter uh, at KeyframesPod. Find us on Facebook. Search for Keyframes Podcast. Email us questions, KeyframesPodcast at gmail.com. And of course, tell a friend. Make us rich. But not just any friend. <laughs> Preferably rich friends who will give us money. But if you don't have any of them, uh, ones who are sort of feel like they keep going in time loops and killing each other, sure, why not? Let's go with that. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. And join us next week. We're going to be talking about surrealism in anime, uh, which is appropriate since we just talked about how anime being so surreal might get in the way of being a horror anime. So, yeah, uh, we'll have some good topics to talk about, probably talking about Paprika and Yuasa a lot. But, but yeah. I'll watch Cat Soup. Yep, Cat Soup. Good. Cat Soup. Cat Soup. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.